and welcome to episode 470 of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. Did you hear me through all that? Nope. Oh, boy. <laughs> all right. Maybe it's better that way. I don't know. <laughs> I was basically saying, like, hey, we're remoting today. <laughs> not sure if anybody can hear me. So, woo! <laughs> this will be fun. <laughs> Happy holidays, everybody. <laughs> welcome to the show. Uh, yeah. Part one of two clusterfucks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, for those people who are behind the scenes, I, my mall is opened a little later to this week, so this week and next week, we I will be doing the show from home, because I didn't feel like it was right for me to be like, hey, Ed, I don't want to start the show at 9 o'clock at night, that's not fair. <laughs> Guess what time it is. 8, 8.54, so I'm early. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get my microphone to work my headset to work through Stacy's laptop and I can't figure out why um, like it was half working half not working so I'm like oh, you know what if you can hear me this way through the old fashioned camera mic from the laptop I mean it's a decent laptop so you should be able to hear me a little bit oh what was that I was just trying to raise a, a, a something so I can hear you better which right, is working so okay it's working how about this can you hear me better yes Alright, <clears throat> I'm leaning in a little bit. Okay. <laughs> I'm also, while we're talking, trying to have a little some, something to eat as we're talking. Alright. So, it'd be kind of like having lunch with Geeksters. <laughs> uh, so, uh, well, I guess I'll let you chew a little bit, and I'll start with how I did this week, and then we can go to you. Alright. Sound good? Alright. Uh, yeah, so, um, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like one of those insane weeks. I'm going to start with work a little bit. Um, well, you're bitching about your job. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not going to bitch about it. It was, it was kind of interesting. Um, I hooked up a, a security camera system, uh, mm. uh, this week, which was kind of interesting. It was, it was an eye opener. Um, the city, the city we live in, city of Philadelphia, they want to have businesses that are, you know, off, not off the like main roads and stuff that don't have cameras. Like, uh, you know, you, they would need cameras more because, you know, if, if it's a dark alley kind of thing, they wanted somebody, you know, like a, something you can view. Um, and then the city's paying a part of it. I don't know if they're really going to give us any money, but I don't really care because we, we decided to do it anyway. Um, so we bought all these cameras and the receiver and you know and it's just like it's like everything else like doing this podcast it's like i really had no idea what i was doing right. <laughs> when we started and you know and, and as time went on we we got better but going back to the cameras um good you're gonna say something good i said like, did we did we get better no no <laughs> well i mean i meant technically on the computer and the the board and all i i got better you know, I mean, the quality still sucks. I mean, right. <laughs> dark, dick and fart jokes are still still happening. So, I mean, <laughs> our, 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 our highbrow humor hasn't gone any higher. Right. So anyway, so, uh, <clears throat> you know, we had to run seven cables, uh, seven lines to each camera um, throughout the building. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm past that point in my life I, I i'm not getting up on ladders and you know going through the rafters and you know that kind of fun stuff and most of most of my co-workers are in their 70s 
60s, 70s, 50s, you know. <clears throat> so we hired a company. And, you know, boy, it's embarrassing because it would take us, I'd say, about four or five hours to put one, run one cable through a building, you know, like type of thing. This guy, this guy alone, he's supposed to have a partner. His partner didn't show up. So this guy alone, he ran seven lines in under eight hours. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he's getting up on a, on a ladder. He's standing. You know, they always have like like there's a sign that says "Don't step on the top step." This guy's on the top step, <laughs> you know, and he's running it through. And I'm thinking, I hope if he like I'm thinking if he falls, who's who's got to pay for that? You know, kind of thing. Well, the real question is, is like he's supposed to have a partner to help hold the ladder. Yeah. Oh. Anyway. Yeah. On. Exactly. So. <laughs> so so I was like, I'm like, you know, but he, he did a great job. I and mean, he, he came, they had a, it was a two day job and they came in the next day and they put up the cameras at that point and, and, and we did everything. And, and we, since we like the company that actually ran the cables was a, was a security camera company. So they're, they're usually selling you the whole system, you know, kind of thing. They configure it. They set it all up. They, you know, the guy just comes, runs the cables, hooks it all up and it works. And then from there, you know, you just kind of, uh, figure it out or the guy comes in and shows you how to use it. And that's, you know, kind of thing. Well, we, you know, we opted to, you know, save money and, and basically buy it ourselves, you know? So, so some, some of the, some of it was a learning, you know, curve, but we, we got all seven cameras to work, which was great. And, uh, um, I have to say I was, I was I'm, I'm recording. It's not like it's just, you know, live streaming and whatever. It's actually the recording and, you know, like twenty four seven, just shooting, and we got up to two months of uh, of recording. So, got to work on you know what's going to happen in two months. But we got two months to figure that out. <laughs> but uh, but it was it, it said it was it was it was interesting because it's like, but the the, the hard part is you got to run, got to run to the camera, look at it, then run back to the like area where the, where the monitor is look at you know like kind of thing and you know then he, the day two the guy had a partner that time and another guy showed up to help him out to finish up the job and all and they were they were doing that but it was just funny to watch like you know and then we would run out because we would be looking at it and going all right we want to get a little bit higher a little bit lower you know we're calling each other on cell phones and or you know like you know it's, and it's just it just <laughs> it's just pandemonium and then the owner's son was uh the one who mastermind the whole thing and uh, this kid has the energy. He he thinks really fast. You ever have one of those fast thinkers? Is it's like they're already on the next step before right. you, you know, kind of thing. And yeah. I was that way when I was younger, but now I'm more like, you know, like I'm I'm, I'm more laid back. I think I am anyway. You're probably like, no, he's a wired prick. <laughs> no, I would never say that to your face. <laughs> to your face. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. So, uh, so, uh, you know, we, we finally, like I said, it, it, it took most of yesterday to finish up, but it was, it, everything runs great. You can flip through cameras, you know, like, click, click, like, you know, like you're flipping a channel kind of thing. It was, it was really neat to see. It was, it, it, it was, uh, and like I said, I learned a lot, you know, based off of that, like how to use that technology and, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, how, how things work and, you know, how the cameras are designed and stuff like that because you have a because a couple we were taking a couple cameras apart to figure out why some of them weren't working right you know or the way we wanted to or you know that kind of thing so we were figuring it out and re you know re moving some screws and stuff and it's like you know it's like wow it's really that like simple but complicated at the same time and it was really hard to explain but it was it was it was fascinating to see you know 
But uh, so that was that was like, but like every day I was we were doing that. I'm like tired, you know, like I don't feel like doing anything, you know. And I was trying to watch um, Clerks three, which I finally finished today. Uh, okay. And, and I have to say, what an emotional journey. <laughs> <laughs> I actually cried. I really? one of the few times I cried in the, for this movie because. And at first, I'm I'm actually watching it in spurts because I was like watching it like here and there, like five ten minutes or whatever, and then you know, and and then pausing it or you know falling asleep, so I turn it off. And right. then today I'm like, and then I'm watching it, and I get to I'm and I'm like, like everything you described, I'm 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 finding you know kind of thing, and I'm like, okay, and I'm like, and oh, that's kind of sucks. <laughs> Until until you get to the end, and then you know, and it was it was like like that that moment like when he you know I'm I'm not going to spoil it, but the but a character dies and you you cry because it's just like especially how well they did that it was just like this one moment they're in one place and then the next moment they're in another and you know you're just kind of like shocked and then the realization happens of why he's there and you're going wow you know right <laughs> you know and you you if, if even even the most granite hearted person you know you know heart of granite you know heart of stone will will choke up a little bit on that i i think i, I feel anyway because especially the the way they they did the the, the they're they're viewing something and and it's and it's something what you weren't expecting at all and that's what really got me was watching the i don't because i don't want to spoil it i mean i know it's happened out on now on, on right. you know available now for 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 movies but they're they're showing like film, and you're going, oh wow! And all of a sudden, like there's playing this music, and it just like hits you, and it's just like, holy crap! Like, you know, like, you know, and it's just like it just overwhelms me, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, no! <laughs> Damn you, making me cry! Because <laughs> because that was the thing that made me that was the kind of thing that made me spectacle first because I'm thinking wow like how how long was Clerks two you know I mean like it's been years you know since Clerks two was made and came out and you're going I, th- I think this time has passed yeah that's that was going through my head I'm thinking wow like I'm, I'm gonna really give a bad review for this film because. <laughs> like this is this is I mean like in the eighties when you're young and you know you you follow this movie and you you know you you know you saw Clerks and you saw these movies and you you went through those those moments, um, you 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 know you were that age so you kind of were that person in a way or you could identify with one of the characters and that that kind of thing and you know we grew up with all going through this and then now you're getting like yeah we're fucking old like. I'm like I'm like who's you know who does this shit anymore you know kind of thing, but it wasn't that it was that that so it was that like punching the punching the face at the end you're going like oh like like you got me you son of a bitch you got me, <laughs> but then the, the to me the, the most the most interesting thing was the ending as the creds were rolling, right you hear Kevin Smith talking and how he thinks the the moving. He wrote the movie. Movie he wrote at the ending, and he felt that when he did the ending and and shot it with some music over it, he thought that was perfect, and like he didn't want to mess with it, but he wanted to put that in the words that were stated. And I thought that was interesting, you know. I was like, I was like, wow, you know. 
And I, I was like, you know, I, I actually, to me, it kind of ruined the, <laughs> ruined that moment because you know he's like he's kind of thanking everybody, and you're going, and now you're being a kiss ass. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I would say the credits start rolling, just walk away. There's no bumper or anything. Because that's what I was kind of thinking. I'm thinking, maybe there's something you're going to see, you know, and you're, you know. But I was like, no, no, that was just like, but it was good. Like I said, I, I, I did enjoy, I, t- I enjoyed it. I, at, towards the end, I enjoyed it highly. Like I said, the first, first half of the movie, I'm kind of thinking, man, this is so done or this is, <laughs> this is so over. And, this isn't right. this isn't what I remember, you know, you kind of thing, and you're going thing, and then then bam, and you're like, oh, perfect. That was <laughs> it. Made now now everything makes so much sense, and you're right, you know, and it's like, yeah, it was worth it. It was worth the ride, you know. There's tears, but your hurts worth the ride, right? So okay, uh, and then uh, well, uh, what's that? I said I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, and then yesterday I did something. Uh, my as a as a Christmas gift to my wife. Uh, our friend of the show Dave Zipon uh, right. talked about this show, this con for for a few years. It's Christmas con. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. A, a convention for Christmas or a place for? I mean. All I see is when I see Christmas con, I see just a bunch of Santa Clauses just walking around going, ho, 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 buy my merch. Well, no, not even close. Okay. Uh, it is about basically, and, I, and I'm going to, the best way best way to say it is every Hallmark Christmas celebrity <laughs> from a Christmas movie is there. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now, I know that would be Dean Cain. Uh, Christy Swanson, I think they're in a Hallmark together. <laughs> um, well, not everyone, but like like a like a bunch like type of thing, and, and a lot of names I can't tell you. I can I can give you a handful of names that I know of that were there, and you know a few that um uh, that you might know. You know, obviously, uh, what do you call Kirk Cameron's sister there? No, she wasn't there. She was there last year, I think it was, or, two, or a few years ago. Uh, Lacey Schubert was the big the big draw this okay. year, the, you know, this year. Uh, Mario Lopez was another car- uh, actor that was there. Oh, yeah. Actor in quotes, by the way. Right. Uh, uh, Danica Patrick was there. Um, Race car driver? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I got the wrong one then. It's uh, the one that played Winnie Cooper in the uh, Wonder Years. Oh, oh okay. Uh, you're going to have me Google. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I thought it was Danielle. I could be wrong. I, I said, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I didn't really care a thing. This is all for my wife. Like, I, you know, I. It was in Edison, New Jersey, which is like over an hour drive one way. Right. Like how many times has she put up with you going to a comic con? Her walking around. This was your way of going. Well, <laughs> you, know, you know, it's it's funny you say that because probably most of the cons is the reason why I go is because of her. Because there's always a celebrity she wanted to meet. She wanted to meet Patrick Stewart one year. She wanted to meet. Uh, you know, she was she liked the next generation, so she wanted to meet those stars and kind of thing. So you know, and then there was horror cons that we went to, and she because there was there were celebrities that she wanted to meet, or she just wanted to go to you know to see the ambiance and all. Right. So you know, she she's 
she's probably more of a con fanatic than I am. You know, like, I mean, it's like, yeah, I'll go, you know, guys. I mean, I've really never been to a con until I either was dating her or we were married. I'm not even sure what, the, what point of that was. Ew. But she wanted, because the, the star, the big star uh, was, um, oh, God, I can't think of her name now. Elijah Duke, Elijah Duku. Yeah. She was there? One year, yeah. She was there. She was the she was like the only celebrity there at the time. Gotcha. By the way, by the way, the person you were looking for was Danica McKellar. McKellar, okay. That is the actress who played Winnie Cooper. Yeah, she she was apparently she they said that she was not um receptive. Uh she, because basically like you could get your you go up there and they have the photos, like if 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 everybody if people have them on a con this let me explain just quickly explain it you go up to meet the celebrity you get in line there they have pictures there and then you have to pay them a certain amount of money and then what like since the age of uh cell phones selfies have um appeared so now you ha- they charge you for that you know if, if you want to if you want a selfie with them some like a lot of times they were free because a lot of people at the time when they first started it they never they never thought of it and then all of a sudden they're going Oh wait a minute! We can make money off of this. So you know, like you're using your camera. You know, now it's like it's like selfies are like thirty dollars. Professional photos like fifty. Right, exactly, and that's exactly what it was. Well, actually, the professional photos were hundred bucks a piece. The selfies were forty bucks a piece, and the signatures were forty bucks a piece. And some stars would give you a break, like like ten dollars or something like that. Not all, but some. Um. None of the stars that CL wanted came like, but she she got photo ops. She wanted the photo ops. That was one of her Christmas presents for me was the photo ops. She wanted, but she wanted she got Matt Mark. I'm sorry, Mark Lucas, which was from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and I don't know he was uh, he was Riley Riley. Yes, yes. So he was there. So she wanted what? Look at me being the super Buffy nerd. That's right. I knew you would know. I couldn't. I couldn't pronounce his name like a thousand times. I'm like that guy. I mean, the first guy we saw because that was the first one she went in line with. You know, type of thing. Which was really because what what really got me was and I wanted. I was thinking about buying, getting her autograph, but I'm thinking I don't want to spend money until you know, like I I brought a bunch of cash with me and I don't want to spend it all in a thing. But uh, Trisha 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 Helfer was there. She was. Um, I think number six in the Battlestar Galactica model six in the Battlestar Galactica. So she was also in Lucifer. She was Lucifer's mom. Right. Yeah. Right. But uh, the to me, she's always the the, the red dress girl in in, in Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> number so be number six. Like even I, I that would probably be the, the line I would have stood in. Right. And it, it was funny because we're we're standing in Matt Blue Mark. Mark sorry Mark Blue's line. And he was he was a half hour late. We were waiting. We waited till eleven o'clock till he showed up. The this autographs, the thing How started. What's that? How dare him be late? Well, it was getting annoying because you there's no place to sit. That was the thing that was that was starting to get on my legs. Like like it was starting to hurt after a while because and there was not a lot of places to lean either. So it wasn't like you could lean at least or you know like it was it was getting tough to stand around all day. There was like no tables or chairs. There was in a kid zone. But like, and that, to me, that was a waste of space. They should have made that like a like a luncheon area because they had like a. Uh, I'm jumping around here now, but the, like we went to lunch, we had lunch, and I got a horrible piece of pizza that was like a cracker with uh, with cheese on it, and I could barely taste any sauce on it. 
<laughs> yeah, and it was overpriced, you know. And then we got two pretzels because Seal One just wanted a pretzel, you know. And it was like, and I, I think I ended up paying like that and Skittles and a, a bottle of soda. I paid like twenty five bucks, you know, which is ridiculous, you know. But you know, it's overpriced food. You can't go anywhere else, you know that kind of thing. I mean, they had vendors. They had vendors there, and they were like selling candy, but I just didn't want to eat a lot of sugar. That was like the the thing I was like worried about because I am kind of on a diet, you know. Like I am trying to lose some weight, you know, trying to, you know, eat healthier that kind of thing. Especially I'm getting older, <laughs> but it, you know, it's one of those things I'm just like nervous about it. So I was like, you know, I'm like I don't want to overdo it, you know. Um, so I ended up eating that, but there was no place to. St- I was standing basically eating, you know, with a plate of you know. Uh, pizza and a, the they gave us luckily they gave us a box of the pretzels I could put those, that on the floor and eat and then you know pick up the pretzels and finish that and then, you know and I was holding the bottle of soda on my arm and then I you know configure it you know so that way like I was unscrewing the cap and then putting it on the plate you know doing this like trick just to you know eat and drink and all because I was starving because I didn't have breakfast that was like the first thing I ate all day and it was the worst thing ever <laughs> and then uh, uh, you know, because I was thinking about buying a hamburger. They had cheeseburgers and hamburgers there. And I was thinking about getting a cheeseburger. And she's like, I don't see where they would make it. And I'm thinking, he probably made it somewhere else. It's probably in like a baggie in a box somewhere. And they were just going to, you know, like a warmer or something like that. And they just going to. They probably, there's probably like a, a spot where they, there's, there's got to be a kitchen somewhere in there. But you're right. It is probably bagged in like a hot plate underneath like heat lamps. Right. And it's like not even like a real burger. She kind of bite into it, and you're like, Ugh, it's dry because it's been sitting on a hot lamp all day. Right, exactly. You know, and then, you know, it's just like, but I'm like, I'm starving. I don't care because I'm like, I'm like, it wasn't the, the the pizza was edible, so I was like, I'm like, I don't care. I'm just hungry. Um, standing around acting like Chris Rock, I eat a pig's ass if you cook it right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Um. So she got she got that, and then she wanted the. There's a show on Hallmark. It's not on anymore. I think this it's it's ran its course. Uh, it's called The Good Witch. They had actually movies. And I remember then, that. Show. I remember that show. Yeah, it and it, the woman who used to be in Jag, I think, was the lead actress. That's correct. That's Catherine Bell. Oh yeah. Yeah. So she wanted she wanted her autograph, and the guy who plays the husband. They were next to each other, luckily, so she could just go from one line to the next. And the right. husband the husband wasn't as popular as Catherine Bell, I think, because but. It, um, because like I said, she was in Jag. She was in other things that you would know, or she's more recognized. That guy, I think that that's that, that was the only thing his claim to fame. I think I don't know if that's true or not. I could be wrong. He could be in a ton of Hallmark shit, but I don't watch any of it. So I remember uh, Catherine Bell. I remember her. She was in Jag. I never watched the show, but I remember um, short hair brunette. Like she was like on all the covers, like Maxim magazine. She was like. Like an attractive woman that you never get to see. She was always behind the white dress because she was a a JAG lawyer. Right. Which, which by the way, NCIS is a spinoff show of JAG. Just to let you know, in case right. everybody said. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, but she's still, she's still, she's still good looking. Um, and, good. And then, well. yeah. But the thing was, the thing that got me though was, is that we were, in, like I was saying, starting the beginning, we we in line. And Trisha Alford came out. Now she had celebrities. She had people waiting in line, but the the line like was gone, and she was like sitting there like waiting. And I wanted to go over and and like you know get my autograph, and I didn't. And the thing with the thing that got me was is that 
a, a you know all the, all the women are you know talking or whatever and there's all these volunteers and the one girl goes who's that woman and she goes and uh, she she's like oh I, I don't know what I don't know what I don't know what Hallmark movie she's in but she was in Star Wars <laughs> and I'm standing here and Seals like Seals Seals like look at me she's like don't say a word don't 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 <laughs> you're sitting there fixing your nerd glasses hiking up your already high rise pants like let me tell you something ma'am <laughs> and it was just it just it, I'm, I'm like laughing I'm like like staring at my wife laughing she's looking at me she's like just don't say anything it's not worth it you know they don't care and I'm like yeah you're right like like this is not the conversation to get into you go you're right you swear it's not worth it you know where it's worth it on the show when I talk to Charlotte right <laughs> right, I'm like, I'm like, right away after 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 I calm down, I'm like, this is gonna be show content. Like, you know, like, <laughs> and then and then there was there were like I said there was vendors there 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 was there were some interesting ones. Um, one actually sit on. I, I gotta ask, were people selling Hallmark cards? No, you know what I I I I was right away. I said, you know, I said the seal as we were driving down yesterday morning. I was like. Hallmark should have a booth there and sell the ornaments and stuff that's hard to get. That's exactly what I would have thought I would have done. And, and maybe have like a like a Christmas con exclusive. Right. Yeah. Like have, oh, like from the vault. Here's, you know, C3PO pinching R2D2's nipples that you know, we had in the seventies and like all those and but they didn't have a single one, did they? Nope. Nope. And, and that's the, that's the thing. They didn't they there wasn't any place really that had ornaments. And I'm thinking I figure Christmas decorations would have been a, a, a seller. I mean, there was some Christmas there, con, right? He's like, like you know, like free ornaments. You know, there was some decorations. I have to say, there was like Christmas signs. Like somebody had like these wood signs that they handmade. Right, you know, right. type of thing. As a, a pet project at home, I'm going to sell these for like twenty five dollars a pop. There was there were two or three like candy makers there that had like different chocolates and all, and they looked good. I mean, you know. And, uh, like I said, like like my wife didn't stop at any of them, and I don't know why. Because I'm like, oh, we want to get some candy. She's like, yeah, or she saw fudge. I'm like, yeah, we will get some fudge. We never did, and I don't know why. And I, you know, I'm like, I'm like, whatever you want, you know, you know. It's, well, maybe she saw how you know maybe there was no place to sit down to have fudge, so she well, was like, fuck it. I'm thinking maybe take it home, you know, wrap it up, take it home, and then I'll have it for like today or you know next week or you know the, the next couple of days or whatever, you know, kind of thing. But I'm like, and, Whatever, I guess. I guess she never think of it. Cause she was, she was so she was trying to get somebody else's autograph. Jesse Metcalf. I don't know who he, what he was in or whatever. Jesse Metcalf is. Uh, he was in a bunch of shows, a uh, bunch of movies. Um, ah, shit. I, yeah, she did mention a couple that I would know, and I'm like, I think I think is one of them. Tucker must die. Tucker must die. That's it. Thanks, Stacy. By the way, we have an audience. Stacy's over my shoulder, so every once in a while you might hear her pop up. Okay. Well, I, I know there was a Hallmark series that he was on some kind of murder mystery show on Hallmark that she watched, and she's like, you know, she actually I said for that for her Christmas present, so I got that like as a Christmas present for her when when she you know on for Christmas. Um, and then um, so like I said, there there I mean there were some cool vendors though. Like there there was one that 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 that's uh, Sipon would mention to me once in a while. It was called Wild Bills. Uh, it's like a soda uh, company. And I know they, them. What's that? You know Wild Bills? I, I mean, I don't know them personally, but I've had Wild Bills. Okay. So he he went there to a con years ago, loved them, and 
he you know he he's bought and so that and uh, I don't know, well, his wife doesn't, so I can I can tell the story. So, so it sits in the it sits in his basement because it's cool down there, you know, type of thing, I, you I, know. And it's it's like every every wife's you know thing that have to go, you know, like there's junk somewhere that should go. When are you getting rid of this? Right. So Sipon goes, Sipon's like, well, these are special sodas. Like this is not like an everyday soda you drink. This is like for special occasions. <laughs> And it was a mixture of, of their different flavors or whatever. Right, right. So he decides, I'm going to buy um, Coke and drink that. Yeah. So he orders the soda and he gets the package. And it, the thing was is that there was a mug that comes with it. Because that's the thing. That's the They have these big, they're called double barrels. It's a big round mug. I actually bought one there because he was chatting his sewed up so much that I'm like, I got to try it, you know, because he never brought it over to me. Now right. he's going to bring it's it over. It's, just, it's like, oh, my God, here's this great soda. I love it so much. And I'm just going to talk to you about it, but I'm never going to bring it over. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, you know, something. And I got to try it because you, you buy a cup and you can drink all day with, uh, with that okay. cup. Threat is unfair. And, yeah, and different flavors. And, you you know, you can just they have taps and you just go up and. And pull the lever and, you know, and it looks like a fake beer barrel type of thing. And they got a lever in the front and you can fill it up and they can, you can ask for more ice or whatever. And they'll, they'll Times, I think I've had it at one of the bacon fests. Probably. Cause like I said, they've, they do cons a lot. Apparently that's what the sip on tells me. It's like, yeah, he's, and they had like a special like silver mug where it like commemorates whatever day that they're there or like your generic, like Stein, like looking thing. Right. And, and it's always like some strange, not strange flavor, but some flavor of soda that you never think would be a soda. Or it's like, oh, black cherry Wisniak. Well, we actually use real cherries. Right. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I, I think Stacy actually has a, a mug. I think when we went to our first Bacon Fest in uh, Eastern PA, I think we brought home a commemorative cup from them. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Right. So, he, like I said, he orders the Coke. When he gets the order, they sent him the wrong soda. They sent him like half of what the original order that he placed like years ago. You know, type of thing. I'm Wild Bill. You never know what to get this bed from me. Yeehaw! So, so he calls them, right? He like he's calling. He calls him a couple times, and he gets like no response or whatever. And then he's like, the, in the, on the on the thing, it says, "Oh, if you if you have a trouble, email us or whatever." Right. So right. finally, he's emailing them. He's trying. He's trying. Email. So it's a small company, you know, type of thing. It's probably like five or six guys that do this, you know, type of thing. And they finally call him back. And he's like, look, like, he's like, you know, and and the guy's like, oh, I am so sorry. You know, you can keep that and we're going to send you the Coke. And then he's as he's looking, he goes, oh, you know what? I got I got some bad news. We can't send you Coke. And Dave goes, why? And he goes, our taste testers says it doesn't meet our quality standards for Wild Bill's. (laughs) So we had to throw that batch out. So naturally, right as of right now, if you go to the website, it's it's uh, it's over. It's uh, off the site right now. Until we can, you know, fix the problem and 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 get it, you know, get it right, then we'll, we'll put it back on the site. Translation: A body fell in the in the container. The bat. Clean it out. <laughs> so. So Dave, so Dave goes. So, so they're like, if there's another soda, you can go on the website and you can pick another soda. We'll definitely, you know, ship it for you. So Dave's like, oh, I already know. He goes, he goes, I want the, I want the red, white, and blue pop. 
Okay. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, he's like, you remember the cat, the rockets with the red, white, blue you used to go like a, like one of those trucks would come by, you know, and you would stop it and be ice cream and all. And they'd have the different, uh, uh, you know, different variations like Choco Tacos and, you know, the Nutter Butters and, uh, you know, Nutty Buddies and all those kind of stuff. Like What's a multi flavored one. Yeah. So this is like the rocket ship with the red, white, and blue. So he's like, yeah. He goes, he goes. I, I was, I was tempted to buy it because you know I wanted to try it. So they got that. He shipped that to him. And, you know, it's on his website. If you go, to, or it's on his website. If you go to his Facebook page, if you find David M. Sipon, uh, you know, and 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 he's got taste test videos and all there for his Facebook people. You know, type of thing. I'm throwing it out there. You have to look for him. S i t b o n. <laughs> listen to our hundreds of people who are listening <laughs> <laughs> so he, he gives reviews on the wild bill sodas and stuff but the thing the, the thing made me laugh was is like so it started out the story started out as his wife wanted him to get rid of soda and he ends up with like three times the amount <laughs> of soda and i'm like my god like dude and he's like he's like yeah he goes I'm like, did you figure that out yet? She's like, it's like if he, she did, she hasn't said anything to me. Because <laughs> like, you're too mad, right? <laughs> so, so, uh, so I, I tried it. I, I tried. Uh, they had the black cherry. I tried that. It was really good. Right, right. And right. I tried sarsaparilla because I haven't had sarsaparilla in a long time. Hello. Every time Stacey and I go to the Amish market, one of the things I grab is a sarsaparilla on the way home. Yeah, and it, and it was. It was very good. It was very delicious. I'm actually thinking about going to the website and ordering some and starting the problem. You know, <laughs> uh, but I'm I I I won't do that for a while. But I but I just thought it was interesting. You know, like type of thing. So that was one of the vendors. And then there was another one. <clears throat> There was a guy named Clinton D. Hobart there. He's he's an artist. Uh, I'm going to give his website actually. ClintonHobartArt.com. He's an, he had many paintings. I we actually bought a I bought a couple of drawings. There's one of it's Lego uh, Mandalorian, Lego Boba Fett, and Lego Grogu on these little block pegs that I thought was that was neat. And then he had a Christmas con which was. Mickey and the gang from from Disney, Mickey, Minnie, and Goofy and Pluto and Donald and stuff, all around trimming a tree, a Christmas tree. And I I was like, wow, I still wanted that. So it was like ten bucks for that one. And then there was there was a Sally and uh, Jack Skellington. Uh, um, he was dressed up as Santa artwork, a print that I bought. And I, I was I, I thought it was really good. I mean, you you would sort of swear that Disney did it, you know, type of thing. And I was like, and I was like, because I was like, I'm like, do you sell this stuff? Like, because there was there was one of of uh, uh, Merlin from uh, Sorcerer and Stone. He was holding these books that were like sideways, and it looked it looked so brilliant. And I'm like, oh, I'd like to buy that, but not now, you know. And he and he goes, well, I can't sell the Disney art online due to the fact that su- right. Dis- right. Disney will sue me, you know, type of thing. And I'm like, I was always watching, yeah. Well- Always watching Wazowski, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, if if you go to like say ClintonHobartArt.com is the website. Uh, like I said he the other stuff he did like mushrooms and stuff, and it, it's like this cartoony looking thing. And you know, I I enjoy the art style, so I, I you know I'm gonna pass it on to everybody else. And this this last one, I kept going by this table. I would say at least twenty times. And and when you hear the reason why, when you hear the name of the company, you'll you'll hear, you'll know why. 
It was the name is dxsabers.com is the website. Oh, <laughs> I've heard of them. They do lightsabers. They do lightsabers. <laughs> I got, hold on, a flag on the play. Yes, this is supposed to be a Christmas themed con. It's a Christmas present. Well, it's fine. It's a Christmas present. But what, so you go to a Christmas con with no Christmas trees, no Christmas ornaments, but lightsabers. Well, the, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean they they did have they did have displays that you could have photo ops of. And I do have to say this is this is the one thing that I I actually think that this con was better than most cons was every selfie every table had a selfie light so they had that special ring light that you see sometimes that that YouTubers well, use. You know, and that, and that's nice and that makes sense because you know shitty cell phones and right you look nice and all. Okay, sure, but was Santa ever there? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and then they had the they had a sleigh that you could get into. They had one of those big, huge blow up Christmas uh, or uh, uh, globes that you know that did Santa. But they had volunteers to stand there to take to use your camera and take pictures for you. Sure, professional photos takers. Well, not professional, but you know, like. Like somebody, cousin, like like daddy's in town. They, they get a game of job. They're just gonna take photos for you. But see this this like we seal was like she's like oh, I want to get I want one in front of the globe and I'm like oh, okay and I'm using her camera and this woman came out because she was she was sitting down because she was it was the end of the day and she was getting tired and she came right. out and she goes if you want to both be in it I'll, I'll take it for you and I'm like and I'm like seal you want me to be in your picture she's like yeah that'd be great and so she took a couple of us. You know, in front of it, I was like, "Wow, okay, that's that's great." You know, thank you very much. You know, and it didn't cost me anything. You know, right? It's, it's a nice accommodation. It's like, right. oh, okay, have people just randomly standing around going, "You didn't want to take your photo with you?" Because, and let's face it, there's probably a lot of Karens in that place. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, but here's here's the thing. I, I I was saying this when we were leaving. I'm like I'm like if you were a single guy and you know you're like a middle aged single guy, that's probably like a meat market for. <laughs> You got a good chance of going home with somebody, right? Because I mean, like, there was a ton of women. I mean, and I'm like, there was there was guys with you know girls with you know type of thing, but there was and some of them I I'm gonna I'm honest, but they looked like hookers. <laughs> they were some of them were some were dressed in the night. Some some were some were because they want to be they want to you know because they're getting photo ops done. So they want to sure, be sure. they're they want to be looking great next to celebrity type of thing. I right, get it. They're taking the ho 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 to a new to a new level. But there were some there. I'm like, "Holy crap. What street is she walking on?" <laughs> you must be representing the reindeer vixen. <laughs> cuz cuz there was one girl, she was, you know, wearing a short like a halter top and it's got the white fur around the, you know, the breast and all the way around type of thing and it's, you know, it's a it's a corset so it's got the the strap and the 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 thing and I, you know, it's tight. She's wearing tight pants, le- leather pants with these boots, you know, type of thing and I'm like <laughs> and then there was girl there was, I mean so much leather oh my god I mean like I felt like I was back in the 80s during like the 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 punk you know the the hard rock you know renaissance type of thing you know it was like it's like Jesus Christ so what you're saying is that all the women who watch the Hallmark network are just really BDSM ladies yeah I think so I, I really do I think I think they want the lighter side of life and they watch Hallmark is what it is. Uh, welcome to the dark side of Hallmark. 
Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> so, so after a day of watching this, I decided we're going to have, we're, you and I are going to start our own convention. <laughs> it's about time, Ed. Okay. You know, right, so on. Geeksters Presents 2024. Uh-huh. It's going to be comic. <laughs> hey. I had a, a comedian con, if that's what it was. Comedian oh, okay. con. We're going to we're going to dig up some old comedians that probably haven't seen the light of day in a while. They were popular in the <laughs> 70s and 80s. We'll do they'll come you'll come get you get photo ops with them. You get you'll get your thing the the panels will be nothing but stand up. They'll do like you know a half hour of their material. Oh, hold on, you know what? I just oh you know what? It's, I, okay, I'm gonna take this real dark. Gallagher just passed away, but doesn't he have a brother who does stand in? Yeah. So we can get Gallagher's brother, okay? Like the guy that you can get like a photo op with, and he has the melon. And your head could be the melon. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. There you uh, go. It's itself, Ed. This is genius. I'm glad you said 2024 because we need to, you know. I say we need a year to put this together. This is going to take time for us to to work out all the fine details and and hire these these has been celebrities. <laughs> the best part will count. We can actually still call it Comic Con. Right. <laughs> that's 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 what I was trying to go. And I, I know I was going to flub it, so I was, I was doing Comedian Con because I was going. It's going to be Comic Con so that way instead of Comic. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny that you 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 have this idea because I know that you watch tick you you stroll through TikTok as well as I do. Yeah. Um. But I have found Andrew Dice Clay's TikTok and I follow him. Oh my God, he's he's still a lot now. Let's see if we can get him for this as the premier like grand uh, person for our 2024. <laughs> The grand poobah of Comic-Con. <laughs> but you got to hear this out, though, because it's hysterical that you mentioned this, because what he does is he... I cry laughing every time. He's walking along the streets in New York, and he's walking up to complete strangers who don't recognize him, but he's acting as if those people are shy, and they actually want, are too afraid to ask for a photo of him. <laughs> <laughs> he's like... He's like, look, I, I, I know, I know you're just standing there, but it's okay. You can come talk to me. And these people have no idea who he is, <laughs> and it makes people cry laughing every single time because I'm like, this is com- comedy gold for me because it's like you don't know this guy was a, like a legitimate icon of com- comedy in the '90s and late '80s. I mean, this guy sold out Madison Square Garden to do a comedy show before anybody else even thought about it. There he is standing up there because he's got these thick glasses on. He looks like an old Jewish guy because he is. Right. <laughs> but he's like, and he's all bundled up, so you really can't see his face. But he'd be still talking like that. He's like, I, I, I know you're afraid to come over here. You know, <laughs> it's okay. I, I, I he went like from fifties greaser to like. Twenties, he's not even dressed like a fifties greaser anymore. He's dressed. He's got like this. I call it the, the nanook of the north, kind of like really heavy coat on with the big fur around the face, and it's tight. So you really, and he's got these thick black rim glasses on because you know he's older. <laughs> and he is. I'm Ed. Your mission tonight, after we're done the show, is to go on TikTok, type in the Andrew Dice Clay, and start watching it because they are. Hysterical, or, or, or you're on, you're on TikTok. Send me your link, and I'll send it to you. 
Because <laughs> I sat in the car and must have watched, like, I felt like 50 of them. And they're all the same concept and same premise, but they're all so funny because he's walking outside of, like, Broadway, and there's a guy telling a story, and he just kind of walks up, and he's like, I, 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 do you guys really want a picture? And the guy's like, just not, doesn't even blink, just says, no, thank you. Not even, <laughs> just... Like I know he's asking people who probably have no idea who Andrew Dice Clay ever was or is, and it makes me cry laughing every single time. That's great. That is genius. <laughs> like he's our grand poobah. <laughs> get him. We get Gallagher's brother. Um, I mean, I'd say we get Cosby, but you know he's probably holed up somewhere. <laughs> Uh, Paula Poundstone is she still alive? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, saying, there's a, I, I, I can't. I wish I, I wish I had a list. I should have made. A, I didn't have time to make a list, but I was because I was just thinking about it. Like this morning, I'm thinking, I, you know what? <laughs> you know what? I mean, like, there's so many cons out there, and I mean, like, you know, they got Comic Con, they got Horror Con, you know, they got, the, they got all this stuff, and you're going, and like, well, you could do a con, and I'm thinking, there's a lot of comedians out there. I mean, like, especially like people that were like big at one point in life and like you know and then all of a sudden you just don't hear from them again they're gone you know like geeky guy and i'm like you know like and you're going oh my god i wonder if he's still alive you know (laughs) are you smarter than a fifth grader jeff foxworthy come on down Cause I'm saying, like, like, I mean, like, well, he he might be starting to get he he'll he'll probably want some big boxers on. <laughs> we'll give him like you know. Now the thing is, like, they don't they don't have to tell any jokes. They just stand there and get autographs. Let's just say it. They get autographs. They'll be funny or whatever. Everybody will adore them. You know, they don't care if they show up late. If he starts telling jokes, that you know, starts riffing off in a way. You know, they take a thing and they you know people go up to him. They say hello. They, you know, I loved your comedy. Whatever. You know, blah blah blah. You know, they and they, it's just like and there you go. And that's like one thing. And then like you know, like I said, you can have photo ops with these guys. And we'll actually not do photo ops. We'll do video ops. Right. Where, where you know they tell a joke and then you know you laugh or whatever. You know, type of thing. You laugh. <laughs> I hope you laugh. You know, like, no. It'd be great that we get those videos that bomb. <laughs> it's like me telling a joke, and then it's like it's not funny. <laughs> I would love to see that. Like, hey, I'm sorry, I'm late. You know why? I got my thumb up your mother's ass. Hey, <laughs> I don't appreciate that joke. That's all I got. Sorry. Yeah, moving on. Hey, this is Comic Con. <laughs> <laughs> is this thing on? <laughs> Tap of the mic. Hey, everybody, welcome to the, welcome to the con. You got to have a good time. Uh, you know, husbands to the left, wannabes to the right. <laughs> there you are, stuck in the middle. Pick a side. Who was the guy, who was the guy that was uh, the alter eco of um, Andy Kaufman? Oh, man, I can't think of that. Oh, um, oh damn it. Because somebody bought him, somebody, somebody, somebody does him, and I can't think of his name. And I'll have like oh, now you got me looking because because uh, <laughs> we got to get that guy. <laughs> Andy Kaufman, okay, Andy Kaufman, alter ego, ah, alter. Let's see. Tony Clifton. Tony Clifton. Yeah, he was he was a singer. <laughs> well, he was like a he was like one of those lizard lounge acts type of things where he was just like he would tell jokes and then you know 
and it wouldn't be funny at all. And then he would sing, and he'd sing terribly, you know. Blake, you know. Two guys walking through a bar, which is silly, because after the first guy walked into it, the second guy could have seen it. Now, hello, <laughs> hey, thanks for coming out. Where are you from? Uh, Pennsylvania? Oh, what exit? Hey, hey, <laughs> <laughs> and the mood hits you. I like a big pizza pie. That's some more. Where are you from? <laughs> <laughs> we'll make a killing, I tell you. A killing. <laughs> I just flew in from out of town and boom, my arm's tired. Boom, boom. <laughs> Everybody all together now. Let me see the letters in the air. <laughs> Star Wars. Nothing but Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's okay. Let's start working on it. Let's start getting the bookings now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get the convention set up. It'll be awesome. It'll be great. Here in Philly. Anyway. If the wannabe up and comer, uh, you know, comic acts who are trying to make it big, you know, <laughs> get them a little taste of the limelight, have them sit there, no one knows anything about them. <laughs> get a booth. Who are you? Um, my name's Bob. I'm, I'm kind of up and coming. Uh, no one's heard of me. You want, you want me to tell you a joke? Uh, no, how much you for a photo? Uh, for free right now? <laughs> <laughs> No, maybe if I hit big, I'll start charging. But until then, I come to the con just for the you know the ambiance and rub bobos with the fans. <laughs> <laughs> what else did you do this week? Well, yeah, this week. Well, that was pretty much it. I, I did buy a lot of I did buy a lot of uh, digital content on. on uh, Boy, did I! Yeah, <laughs> I bought. Uh, I well, I had uh, Underworld. I bought. I have the original. And the last one, um, on uh, digitally, because I bought the, um, I bought the digital copy like years ago for the original, and then I had Underworld Blood War. I bought that Blu-ray with the digital copy, so I ended up buying the other three to complete the collection: Awakening, Underworld, and uh, Rise of Lycans, uh, to complete that collection. Um, and then I bought the Mad Max series, uh, Mad Max, oh, wow, <laughs> Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road, um, The Road Warrior. So I bought those. And then um, one movie that I haven't seen in a while, Kurt Russell movie, um, one that I enjoyed, and they actually made a TV show out of, Stargate. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I, I, I did that. And then um, another Mel Gibson film that I, I highly enjoy, and I don't know why, um, but it, it's like, to me, it was it was great. And I'm like, you know, I... I I watch it every time. It's like either I see it somewhere. It's called Payback. Okay, yeah. I, I, I've seen that movie. Yeah, uh, and then I bought the Godfather trilogy, uh, one, two, and three. Um, oh. You know, because I, I have the Coda one, but I so I have the so I have both copies now. I have the original Godfather three that you know originally came out, and then the the Coda one because I bought that that with the movie so I, a while ago. So now I have all those. Um, and then I bought Interview with the Vampire. All right. Yeah. Um, and then I also bought some Christmas movies. I bought, I did buy this movie. This is the one that like like barely gets any airtime or whatever. It's towards the end of the year and you know or towards the end of the season and all. Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July. <laughs> I don't know why I, I I like that one. It's it's terrible, but it's you know I I I enjoy it. 
Um, and I also bought the, uh, the I think it's a 1953 one. I think no 1938. I'm sorry, A Christmas Carol. Uh, it's one of my my wife's favorites movies, so I bought that for her. And then I bought the two 300 movies, 300 and 300 Rise of an Empire. Okay. Um, and then um, I bought. I actually Mad Max is the one I bought. I had to pay for that. It was only. I think it was like five bucks or six bucks I bought it for. Um, it was on sale. And another movie that was on sale was a uh, Fatal Instinct. It was it's a comedy. Um, Armario right. Sante and um, uh, I can't think of her name now. And, oh, should I said a thing for her? Um, the one from the one from Blade Runner. Um, oh, that's Shung, that's Shung Young. I was thinking um, somebody else. Okay. Um, I think she's in that too. But keep going. Um, I mean, it's that's really that's pretty much it. There was like sixteen of them, and like I said, Clerks Three was the only other one that, of course, it came with the the uh, the digital copy came with the Blu-ray I bought uh, online. So, by the way, it's Sheldon Finn is the actress, not a not. Uh, Sean Young's also in it too. Yeah, but the one I was talking about was Sheldon Finn, the one I I was like I always had a crush on. Ah. She was, I think, the the love that she was Lara in the movie. Yeah, Lara Linkaberry. <clears throat> yeah, she was in uh, what do you call it, uh, Boxing Helena, where she was kid not kidnapped, but it was she was in this weird flick. Anyway, yeah. All right, and that was, that's pretty much it for me. How about you, sir? Um, uh, the week mostly was uneventful. I mean, I'm working, so it's like, hey, mall's now open a little later. Started this weekend, so Stacey and I are working ourselves to the near exhaustion. Huh. <laughs> um, I did happen to, I got in trouble a little bit with the wife. Um, I'm going to throw myself under the bus here. Okay. I was like, it was one of those moments where I'm like, I wish it was in your house so I could tell the story without having her hear her like <laughs> piping her two cents. <laughs> no, I think it's going to be more fun this way. Um, so, so around town, there's a new restaurant coming up. Called, it's a fast food restaurant called Raising Cane's. Yeah. It is a chicken finger place, basically. Right. And the whole concept, basically, is their cane sauce. Right? And it's a big deal. Apparently, they're everywhere down the south. Kind of okay. like how Sonic is. Right. So there's a couple popping up. There's one, I'm going to be local here, Oxford Valley. There's one opening up like around the block from where I work. There's one downtown. And people are going batshit crazy about it. And I'm interested in going, right? So I keep bringing it up. And Stacy's always kind of like, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. It's just a chicken finger. So she's kind of giving me the I don't care vibe. Right. You know, we're going we're gonna to go eventually. Um, I'm just going to wait for the crowd to die down. I'm like, all right, whatever. And I'm not, you know, is what it is. But ultimately, I'm just kind of feeling like, okay, well, she's not feeling it. Because it's something that she had or has been around her most of her whole life, right? Right. So the other day, I go to um, a Best Buy out by Oxford Valley, again, keeping a local. Because uh, I had nothing else to do. I was I was I had to drop Stacy off early. She had to work like pretty much all day um, one day. So I go, well, I got three hours to kill. Let me get try to get some light Christmas shopping done. Or, you know, <clears throat> and I stop up by Oxford Valley Mall, go to the... Best Buy. I get a little disappointed, but I do buy something. I actually, uh, you know, picked up the physical copy of Bullet Train. I'll explain why later. Mm-hmm. Um, and on my way out, I see there, you know, there's a Raisin Cane, and there's parking lot's kind of empty. 
I'm like, well, you know what? Let me go peek my head in. So I peek my head in. I go and I buy myself like you know like a three piece thing. Again, I'm like, what's the big deal, right? I'm sitting there going, well, I know Stacy. She, I have it. It's it's all right. It's chicken fingers. The cane sauce is not bad. You know, Coke, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm like sitting there going, well, I know this is. I'm taking full accountability to this because I was like. I don't know if she's really 100% interested in going or not. <clears throat> there was a part of me that was like, well, I, I could just not tell her. Like, you know, it's probably the safer bet. But I can be like, oh, I've never been here before. Like, be all, like, wide-eyed and be like, this is incredible or whatever. Right. Just figuring, I'm like, you know, what's the point? It's just fucking chicken fingers. That's what she keeps telling me, right? Right. But it shouldn't be that big of a deal. I'll just tell her that I went. You right. know, be done with it and move on about my day. So when I go see her later that day, I told her that what I was did, and I told her what I did, and she instantly had a pissed off look at me, at me, instantly. <laughs> now I now realize two things. Number one, it really wasn't about the food; it was about going with me to having experienced it with me for the first time. Mm-hmm. This is like my face or me at my reactions, so she kind of like asked me twenty questions, and I realized that, and I ruined that for her. So I take full accountability for that. But I also said, I'm like, well, but it's just chicken fingers. Get over it kind of thing. Like, right. <laughs> just, like I, I get it. I, I understand and I apologize. I got her, you know, I mean, I got her a Christmas gift that same day, but I'm not going to tell her what it is, you know. Um, so I'm like, all right, but you know what? She did actually wind up experiencing it with me in a completely different way because my stomach hurt so bad that day that I was <laughs> running in and out from the bathroom. <laughs> so did she did she like serve you right for for not <laughs> not including no, me? I, I'm like I can't see now. This is where me and who I am because I'm kind of stupid sometimes. A part of me is like, well, I don't know if it was actually the canes or not. Like I can't never be 100 percent certain about something like that. So I'm eventually going to have to go back and retry it again. <laughs> <laughs> Like I'll wait for now, like you know, when it, when the one around work opens up and when the crowd dies out. Because like I said, it, it really was just chicken fingers, and the cane sauce was okay. Like I didn't, I felt like I tasted a variation of that somewhere else. I don't know, but like the whole day, my stomach was just killing me. Like I like I had a really bad stomach ache, and I'm like, I'm I'm sitting there thinking, should I Google salmonella? Because. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what the signs are. And I thought probably was like, well, if I if it was the chicken, I would have known like right away. I'd be puking on my guts or something. Like I would think. But I'm also stupid and I've like like oh, I'll be fine. Like, I'll just sleep it off. And, and you know, but it was like ten o'clock in the morning when I had it. Like or like twelve o'clock actually. Um but it was just it was like all day and my stomach was like, dude, what the fuck? What's going on? Like, hold on, I can't focus right now because my butt's telling me I need a timeout. You know, so so I'm like I I I will have to try it again and see have it's the scientist in me, Ed. I'm gonna, I'm it's for science. It. I'm gonna eat right. more chicken for science. I tell you, I have to prove my hypothesis to prove that maybe it was the Cane's chicken that made me sick that day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I also did buy, um videos because I had a good paycheck because, you know, I had Black Friday money coming my way. Right. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, like, but, and I went out and I bought the, 
physical copy of Bullet Train. And the reason why I did that mainly was because um, I belong to this Sony Rewards program. Mm -hmm. And I was like one movie away from actually getting a free movie. Oh, wow. So, because like, when you registered, uh, they have like a list of movies that are available for like when you purchase them, you can register the, the disc or register the, the digital code. And you get like a like a little check mark. And for every five Sony movies that you buy, you get, a, they give you options for a free one. Mm -hmm. That's how I got the last action hero last time. Because mm -hmm. I got it for free because I bought like. I, when I registered, I think Morbius or something like that, it was like, oh, you qualify for a new movie. I was like, oh, awesome. So I knew that going in, and the only movie that they had out that I was interested in getting was, was Bullet Train, so, you know, I want to have that in my collection. So I registered the disc, and I got my new free movie, and I picked the options I had were, okay, um, a couple of them I had, like Ultraviolet was an option, um, and then, like, you remember that... Uh, remember Sky High with Kurt Russell? Sure do. Remember the off the spinoff of the like, hey, it's the same idea but different actors with Tim Allen. Zoom. Yes, exactly. Zoom and him and Courtney Cox, I believe it was. Yes. That was an option to pick from, and I was like, do I want that one or not? But I was like, ah, maybe next time if it's offered to me. But the one I picked was the, and it was on my wish list on Vudu was. The Replacement Killers with Chow Young-Fat and um, uh, Maria Serino. Oh, yeah. So that was my free movie. Um, haven't watched it yet, but I, you know, eventually get around to it. I remember licking it. However, I did. I'm going to pull out my notes because, you know me, I have to note everything. <laughs> um, I also went through, um, okay, well, the Video Game Awards were on. I don't know if you saw that. No. Um, yeah, it, I saw bits and pieces of it. Google it. There's a bunch of trailers out, like the new. Uh, it's called Jedi Survivor. It's the sequel to Jedi Fallen Order. Okay. Comes out in March. Um, so I I started watching um, Moon Age Daydream. It's that David Bowie documentary film that I was interested in. Oh yeah. Uh, it's good, but I feel like I I watched. I got like halfway through it because it was getting late, and it's very trippy is the best way I can kind of put it because it's old footage like some old concert footage of like songs that he didn't like he would cover um, and in, intermixed between all that there's like little interviews they did in like the 60s and maybe the early 70s mm -hmm. or like the early 70s mid 70s but it's all set to like you know it's the colors are it's very it does make me feel like I feel like I have to be high to watch this you know, but it's not really Bowie's style. Um, it definitely, it's, it's trippy, is the best way I can put it. Mm. It's very, I'm going to say, it's about as Bowie as you can get. It's kind of like different, and it's odd. And sometimes you get what's going on, and sometimes you don't understand anything that's going on, but yet it all feels right. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I don't know what I'm watching, but I'm enjoying myself. Isn't that kind of the point? <laughs> like, Or I'd be like, oh, no, no, I know exactly what's going on here. Like, I, I get it. You know, um, so I, like I said, I was I was enjoying it. I didn't get a chance to finish it because I have been working crazily, and I was also been playing uh, God of War, which I'll get to that in the at the end of this my because I had a roller coaster of emotions with that game. Huh. <clears throat> um, so I did. I converted a couple movies. Um, I converted the uh, <laughs> turn one down, turn them George. I 
went through <laughs> eight. <laughs> I, I it took me a second. Like, what? Oh. I snipped off a little bit of the case and went, Mazel Tov. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been thinking about lately. I know that I have a extensive DVD collection that's boxed up at the moment because it's in the second bedroom because I took it out of this bedroom to make room so that Stacy could have her own spot for her stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's always a part of me in my head going, well, I should open one of those boxes and just start seeing if I can start converting those movies into like digital, you know, and then that, and then put them somewhere else. Like, mm-hmm. um, I obviously I haven't done that. Cause that, you know, like take, like give myself like a, an allowance to do like five movies a week or something or every other week, just because I know it's like five bucks a pop to do it. <clears throat> so, but I didn't, I went through my Blu-ray collection because I do have Blu-ray movies, and every once in a while I'll go through and I'll be like, oh, I wonder if this registers. Oh, it does. Look, maybe I'll do that. So I converted uh, The Seventh Voyage of Sinbad. Hmm. And this started because you con- you had a movie that I have that I didn't know could be converted. That's what started. It was Jason and the Argonauts, the original one. Oh, yeah. I had that too. So I was like, oh, I'm going to convert that. And I realized I also have The Seventh Voyage of Sinbad, so that converted. And then, because we talked about it on the show, and I have it on Blu-ray, Bullet, the Stephen Queen movie. <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and then I also, you're going to chuckle at this one, um, Burlesque with Cher and... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing, but I'm not surprised. <laughs> I mean, I love the movie. I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was a good movie. And I, it's on my list to, you know, like... Well, if it's ever cheap enough, I'll buy it. But I was like, well, I have it. I think I can convert it for two bucks. Sure, why not, right? Right. Uh, so as far as purchasing, um, I got my Clark's 3 the other day, too. So I, I, I purchased that Steelbook Edition 4K, you know, all mm. super nice looking. Um, I also picked up, I was at Barnes & Noble, and they had a, a, f- a movie that I don't have, and uh, Fright Night. 4K steelbook. Wow. The original yeah, or like, the remake? No, no, the, the original. Wow. Right, the original has, like, it's an anniversary, I think, like, 35 years, I think. Yeah. Um, so they put it on in 4K, but it's, like, a 4K steelbook edition, and it came with a digital copy and, like, a bunch of bonus stuff. Um, <clears throat> Fright Night, I remember watching it the first time, and it was, I legitimately, I, I rented it, watched it, Loved it. Immediately rewound the tape and then watched it again. Like I had two sittings of watching that movie. Wow. I just I just instantly fell in love with it. it. Became like one of my favorite vampire flicks of the '80s, next to Lost Boys. I would say those are the two big ones that kind of are right there for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lost Boys came out after Friday Night. If then I think about it. Um, so it was like um, I was like, all right, well, I kind of want that. You know, that's a good one to have because uh, I don't. I never even owned it. Um, I did because <laughs> there's the everything must go five dollar sale that's going on. So I was like, I picked up, uh, I upgraded my copy of uh, Demolition Man because <laughs> I I love that movie and I kind of want to sit down and watch it because there's so many things in that movie that was ahead of its time that is happening right now in the world we live in, <laughs> with the exception of the three, three seashells. Um, but yet, 
<laughs> some of the way that their thought patterns are and, and I'm like wow that movie was ahead of its time um, I also picked up uh, LA Confidential okay uh, Spies Like Us good flick um, Bandit this was a movie I never saw never saw it but it looked interesting it's got Josh Duhamel um, Mel Gibson and um, Alyssa Cuthbert um it's basically Josh Duhamel plays a character who was in jail and it's based on a true story. He comes out of jail, changes the name and then proceeds to rob like 56 banks or does like a, a robbery of 56 places. Wow. Um, and Mel Gibson apparently is in it and he plays like it's happening over in Europe. And the, I'm like, it looked super interesting. It was like $5. So I'm like, ah, you know what? I'll, I'll take a chance. It looks really, really good and entertaining. Hmm. <clears throat> I also um, picked up a Tucker and Dale versus Evil. I have the movie, and it won't convert, so I figured I'll you know, just do it the old-fashioned way. Right. It's with... Uh, um, oh, God, I can't think of his name. Um, <sighs> guy does the voices. He's in... Um, he was the robot... KRS one or no no K Alan Tudyk, Alan Tudyk yeah he's in it and um, another guy he was in it they they're two rednecks who are mistaken for serial killers out in the woods with by, by a bunch of teenagers and it's a comedy yeah um, the oh, thing is I'm, I'm I'm trying to look it up but that guy the other guy that you can't think of um, he was in a show called Reaper. Which yes. I thought was good. I always liked that one. I'm, I wish that that went further than it did. Right, and then he was also in a show uh, on Hulu called Deadbeat, I think it was, where he um, could talk to a, a ghost played by the girl who was the host of So You Think You Can Dance. <laughs> <laughs> Funny thing is, the person that I can't think of his name... Tyler LeBain. Who was it? Tyler LeBain. Okay, he is the one I got. LeBain, sorry, LeBain. He's the one I got who signed my copy of Tucker Dale versus Evil. (laughs) (laughs) Was it a monster con? You know, monster con, and he was there, and he was by himself. I was like, oh my god, I knew he was going to be there, so I brought my copy, my Blu-ray copy, and I was like, can you sign? He's like, sure, no problem. You know, like. (laughs) Yeah, I heard he's really nice at cons. Like he's really, you know, like very uh, accommodating of a person. Yeah, he was he was very friendly. I just for the life of me couldn't remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> Left such an impression on me. <laughs> it was like it was it was a cheap uh, autograph. Um, I also got another movie I bought that I never saw that I was really interested in. It's called Paper Tigers. Paper Tiger sounds familiar. It's- it's because you've probably seen it everywhere on Voodoo because it's always like it's like super cheap. It's about uh, middle-aged men who were kung who were in a kung fu class. Their master dies or their teacher dies, so they go to avenge his death. But they're all like our age now at this point. <laughs> so, and they try to you know they try to avenge, and it's kind of a comedy action movie. I've never seen any of these guys before in my life, but every time I see the trailer. I'm like, this movie looks really good. And it's got, like, you know, a high rating on, like, to the to Rotten, Rotten Tomato and all that stuff. And I'm like, I think it might be one I might enjoy. I don't know if it's any good. I don't know if it's, uh, like, 
<laughs> and I get suckered into it like I did for uh, that Milo Jovovich movie that I watched. I bought for <laughs> like five bucks, and it was not even in English. <laughs> Milo Jovovich movie of five bucks. Oh, man. Uh... All right, you're going to make me pull out my, uh, That's right. pull out my voodoo account. <laughs> <laughs> Don't pull too hard. <laughs> Excuse me. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, hold on. <laughs> my library movies. <laughs> oh, I should really put that in alphabetical order. Sort. ABCT. Uh, man, I can't. It is like the Rebels or something like that. I really. I just scroll down. It's a problem. R E B. I don't know. Let's see. I don't know. Uh, it was like the, I think it's called the Recruit. Okay. I think I I don't know. I have to look. But anyway, um, so I, I I bought like I said I bought the um that game that movie. Um, <clears throat> what else did I buy here? Then I bought. Hold on. This is one that makes me laugh. There's a, a movie set with Danny Yen called uh, Ip Man. Okay. Okay. Uh, everyone, you might read it as IP Man, but it's Ip Man. Right. Um, it's a four. It's four movies, and it's about the guy who Bruce Lee says was his teacher and his inspiration to bring martial arts to bring kung fu over to the West. Hmm. Okay, and it's like uh, Donnie Yen's in it, and it's like it's like a it's loosely based on a true story because this guy existed, um, and they made like a four like they made four movies with him in it. Yeah, uh, it and I was like, you know what? I've always been interested in seeing him. I like Donnie Yen as as an action star, so I think it might be like fun to watch them, and they're like five bucks a pop. But the problem is that at that moment I was buying, I could have bought them all together as a bundle, but the bundle was $25. Individually, they're five bucks a pop. I was like, I'm saving myself five, five bucks by buying them individually, right? Right. But then by the time I got to the third one, all of a sudden it wouldn't go, <laughs> it made me chuckle because my bank was like, what are you doing, dude? Because I was I, I was buying them individually, and because I was buying them individually, by the time I got to the third movie, it denied my transaction. Then my phone went off, and this is like twelve thirty at night. Stacy's asleep. I'm like, who the fuck's texting me at twelve thirty at night? And what the fuck's going on with my Voodoo account? How do? It's my bank going. Hey, um, did did you authorize this pre purchase of you know four five twenty three? And I'm like. Yeah, like I, I had the I actually had the actual text transaction. It was a citizen fraud alert. Uh, thank you. Uh, did you use card blah 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 at voodoo.com for five twenty nine? Decline transaction. Reply yes or no. That's <laughs> yeah, insane. Like you, you, you can't. You really can't buy, especially with Voodoo. You can't buy movies like right away. You have to buy one, wait like a few minutes. Buy it again, you know, like type of thing. Because I've 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 gone through that with even my bank. Because it, you know, especially like sometimes you'll look at it and they're like like I'll buy a bunch and I'll be like okay, and then the next day like they're all gone and I'm like, uh, and I'll go to my Voodoo account make sure then they're still there. Okay, you know, I still have them, and it's just because they're they think they're duplicates. 
Like, you, right. you know, like the website screwed up or whatever. And you're like, especially if you just see IP man, like, it, you know, it's what well, that's the thing. It, it doesn't even show that anymore. It just shows that the price and maybe like a transaction ID or whatever. Right. But you like they they might be thinking, oh, some idiots hitting a button like over and over again, thinking they're buying something they don't want. And they bought it, right. you know, five times and they're not under, not getting it. It's like. No, they, they, you know, they got to do better than this. I wish I could just do a like a uh, you like you've complained all the time. I wish I could just do like a, uh, a add to cart, yeah, and then and then and then purchase it all at once and then be done with no, it. No, because I got you get tax every single time, man. But it's the thing, it doesn't, it doesn't. It's not like it's going to make it less. Like <laughs> right, I know, but it's what do you, what do you expect? Right. <laughs> So that is pretty much my purchases um, <clears throat> for for videos. Um, I do have this is we call it, I'm going to say it's like nerdy stuff. I <clears throat> so you're going to get kind of annoyed, not really annoyed, but you're going to be like unbelievable. I finished God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> <laughs> um, now. I am the kind of person that I run around try to get everything as I possibly can, and the game annoys me because there's uh, a quest that I'm tr- I had to try to co- try to complete. Um, spoilers, Ed, you'll find this in later in the game. There's these little gravestones, uh-huh. um, and then but you get something that will activate those gravestones, and you have like a big giant boss fight to happen. There's twelve of them. All right. Mm-hmm. You can get 11 of them, but the only way to get to the 12th one is after you finish the game. Oh, wow. Right, that annoys me, because what if in the story somebody dies, right? Right. And then I have to, like, sometimes what they'll do is in video games, like, okay, well, now that you finish the storyline, you can go run about and finish the, complete the game, so to speak. But what if one of those characters dies and now they're back to life? Like, it kind of thematically annoys me, right? Mm-hmm. That does not happen in this game, Ed. I'm not saying that someone dies in, in God of War. You know, I'm not spoiling it for you. Right, right. Well, I mean, in God of War, they used, you know, like, like a lot of times Kratos has died. But, like, right. like there was one, like one I, I, don't know, I think it was three or whatever, and he falls and he's dead on a beach. And then all the credits run through and then... It, it, it's like a bumper and it comes up and it's like the spot where he is is gone and there's a bunch of footsteps walking right. away you know, and you're going oh I guess he didn't die <laughs> like, right so, and that, uh, it's like oh I guess you can kind of walk around and finish stuff so in this in this game like I had to finish the game so to speak before I can complete the game <laughs> you know um, so the last couple of days I do I call it clean up it's like, okay, well, you finished the main storyline. Now I have, like, a couple of things i got to finish out. And a lot of those things will be able to allow me to platinum the game completely. Mm-hmm. And as we know, as much as a gamer as I am, I very rarely do I get a chance to platinum games. Very rarely. But this one was feasible for me because I was like, well, there's no, like, finish the game on hard difficulty. It's basically like, hey, beat, make sure you beat this. Make sure you get all these collections. One of the trophies is... Like spoilers, but if you look at the trophy list, is you have to collect these flowers from each one of the realms. Mm. You can't have access to where those flowers to or all most all the flowers are until after you finish the game. And I'm like, there, you're just picking fucking flowers. Like, why does it have to be at the very end of the game? Like, like I don't. Why couldn't that be something I do 
on my normal travels. Mm. So I'm playing it last night, and I'm like, okay, well, I got these two big boss fights to, to do, and I think that if I beat one, I'll not only will I pop that trophy, but then I'll pop a second trophy because it should be the last of a collectible. And then if I, that trophy pops, then I'll get the platinum trophy because that's the last one I need for the to platinum this, the game. Mm. So I achieve that goal. I finish it, and on the screen I see all three trophies pop up, and I'm like, oh, my God, I just platinum God of War. This is great. I feel very accomplished and very happy. Like, and now I can go to bed. And it's not super late at night, but I'm like, all right, I can now... What am I going to do now? Like, uh, what else is there? I've traveled the road, you know, and now I'm done. What do I do next? Like, you know, so then I go turn the game off and I really, I look, well, I don't really, I want to see the trophy because I'm proud, right? Right. It's not there. In fact, it says it's 97% done. And the last two trophies, the, the one that, the one that where I beat the, the boss, that popped. But the one where I collect, there's things I needed to collect that should come with, that you get when you beat that boss. Mm. Uh, it popped in the game. It didn't pop out on the normal, like, PlayStation list. Mm-hmm. Since that didn't pop, then the Platinum one didn't pop. So there I'm sitting at looking at a screen going, yeah, you're 97% done this game. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not. I'm 100%. I have the photo evidence to prove it. <laughs> <laughs> I have the photo evidence to prove it. Alright. Nerd. I'm thinking, am I gonna have to plead a case to to Sony? Because now I'm looking online going, is there is this a glitch? Like am I am I can you will these never pop? Like am I gonna have to go back in like back in time and real redo a save game and then try it again? Like, oh my god, like that's gonna suck. I hate doing that stuff. Like I feel like accomplished and then I feel like I get yanked got yanked away from me. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I guess well, I mean, you know, when you do when you when you get a trophy, it saves a screenshot automatically. So I see I have the screenshots. I'm like, okay, well if I need to plead my case to Sony be like, Hey, can you pop these two trophies for me? I really appreciate it. <laughs> and I know that that sounds stupid and it sounds ridiculous and I'm still willing to fight that fight because I earned that trophy god damn it <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like alright well I'm gonna go to bed I'm just gonna wake up in the morning and I'll just I'll I'll eventually touch my PS5 at some point I'll just <sighs> figure out what I'm gonna do alright right. so this morning um Stacy accidentally I have a, a remote like a media remote mm. that sits by me and she accidentally bumped into it or it fell on the floor and when it fell on the floor it hit the Disney Plus channel <laughs> that's on the remote so instinctively my PlayStation 5 goes on and the reason why I know it was Disney Plus because I was like well I gotta go turn it off and, you know, I go turn my TV on go to the PlayStation and there's Disney Plus sitting there I'm going oh okay I know which one it is but I was like, well, I got to know. So I back up and I go to the games. And sure as not, shit, Ed, the two trophies popped. I have my platinum for Guy War. What a range of emotions. <laughs> I was like going to bed kind of grumpy. I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? I feel kind of bummed. I feel like I was robbed. And I wake up this morning and through an accident. I found out everything's right with the world. And I was like, today is going to be a good day. <laughs> I got my platinum trophy for God of War. 
I don't know what I'm playing next, but I'll figure it out. I got a couple free games. <laughs> like a part of me is that I guess I can go back to Horizon Forbidden West because I keep playing that, but I haven't done nearly as much as I have with other games. But then I also got the Callisto Protocol, which is a horror game, but it's not super horror, at least not yet. And it seems kind of, it's like tough, but not tough. I'm like, it's getting kind of a mixed emotion. Some people really like it. Some people really hate it. I'm like, I got to play this game now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that was uh, that was that was that was my uh, trying to think. It was pretty much my week, Ed. All right. Uh, so what's coming on video? All right, here we go, kid. Releases releases of the week. Um, there's quite a few number uh, number of movies here coming out this week. Um, Lyle Lyle Crocodiles coming out this uh, this Tuesday. Um. And it's a there's a movie that came in. Apparently, it was a children's book that people were all excited about, and I don't think it did as well as they thought it would. Um, this is one movie. The the next movie there was uh, one movie that I was kind of interested in seeing, but I don't know if I want to like buy it. I may want to see it like on a on a digital streaming platform before I buy it. Um, the Woman King. Oh yeah, okay, I know, I know. It's with um, um, uh, Viola Davis. Yeah, there's. I'm interested in it, and I want to see it, but I also know that there has been kind of some rumblings because it's based on a, and I say based on a true story, right? On an actual woman. The problem is they kind of that tribe that she's the queen of apparently was very big into the slave trade back in the day, like and, and during that time, and they don't address it or they address it wrongly, like like they were like that's. I saw this from a person of color making the statement of that they're, they're not going to support this movie because of what that tribe did. Like that, she was responsible for a big number of slaves that were being traded, but they don't touch on that in the movie. So I'm like, I don't know if I want to watch that movie. I kind of do, but I like Viola Davis. Right. And it looked like she was going to crush it acting wise, but a part of me is like, do I have a moral obligation not to watch it now? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I feel like, like the movie, like, had I not known that going in, and if they never brought it up in the movie, I'd never be, I would have been like, wait, what? You're right. kidding. You know? Right. <laughs> so, I mean, there's, there's, there's that. Uh, all right. So what else is coming out? Uh, Ticket to Paradise. This is a George Clooney, um, um, Gio Roberts, Gio Roberts movie. It was a comedy. I don't know if that did well or not. I don't think so because it seemed like I just remember seeing the trailer for that. Well, well, it's just you know we're talking since you well, you probably seen a lot on Vudu because it's got one of those early release video releases. I saw the, I watched the trailer because any movie with George Clooney and Julia Roberts in it always grabs my attention because they're friends in real life. Mm-hmm. And they kind of have really good on screen chemistry just watched the Ocean's Eleven movies, but they also did a movie called um, uh, Money Something or um, Monster Money. I forget. I, I own it. It's like a, one of those the movie happens in like a real time thing. Um, they're, they work in a news organization um, and it gets taken over um, by a, a terrorist, a guy who wants to blow the place up. It's really good. I'm, I'm not selling it at all. Mm. Uh, but it's not like a this one this almost paradise is a romantic comedy because I watched the trailer. Um, apparently, they play a divorced couple um, who are flying to uh, India, I think, to stop their 
Well, their daughter is in love and going to get married to a man she just met. So both of them are were invited to come to the wedding. So they form an alliance to try to stop her from marrying the guy because they think she's making a mistake. Mm. But they have to be nice to each other and they hate each other. Like, recall, the way George Clooney, they're on a plane, and he realizes he's, like, sitting, like, two seats away from her. Or, like, it's him, some little lady, and then her on the other side. When she comes in, he's like, oh, my God. And he tells the flight attendant, kind of need my seat. I was married to this woman for, like, 19 years, and I hate her. And Julia's like, it was five. He's like, the rest is recovery. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, George Clooney being charming, and it's Julia Roberts being charming, and they're fun together. And it's like it looks like a really like like fun movie. You know, obviously by the end they'll find a way to love each other again. Oh, you know, you know it. It's all like kind of laid out there, but it looked quaint, is the right. way I would put it. Like it's like oh, it looks like one of those kind of good time movies where it's like oh, you're gonna. It looks like a Hallmark movie with real actors. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> right now, Mark Lucas is going, dude. I was in fucking Buffy. <laughs> Ouch! That's all I gotta say. Um, yeah. Then, uh, then the next movie is a that movie, Smile, that horror movie. Uh, okay. Uh, and then uh, this one, this next one. It's a little-known movie. It actually, it's not even known at all. Actually, nobody's ever heard it. But I saw the trailer the other day for it, and I kind of laughed, and I was like, eh, it's called A Christmas Karen. <laughs> 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 it looked ridiculous. So I was like, oh, baby. Uh, that one. Yeah. Uh, then, of course, we have Silent Night, Deadly Night Collection. It's coming out. Like, this is one of those Vestron uh, uh, releases. They're very inexpensive, and uh, it's you know it's a Blu-ray, so you can definitely um, uh, pick it up for a, a good price. I don't know what the price is, but uh, it's it's usually cheaper than most you know new releases for it. So uh, let's move on to the 4K selection. Uh, okay. We have the original Carrie coming out on 4K. Okay, all right. Uh, Highlander is getting a 4K release, the original Highlander movie. I don't know how I feel about that one. Really, I'm I'm like you know I I think it makes sense to me I I I think that's one of the movies it's a classic I I you know I enjoy it. Um, no, 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 don't get me wrong. It's, the reason why I don't know how I feel about it is because I love that movie so much, and now I just feel like fuck, I gotta buy it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you buy it digitally, and five bucks you'll come out right, like right, or the three for fifteen on the. 4K, you know, pack or whatever, you know, get the 4K version. There you go. I already own it digitally because I have the, you know, the physical copy and I bought it digitally. But they'd be like, oh, no, here's an upgrade for like another five bucks. Like, oh. like, a, like a 1986 movie that you got me for like $20 that, you know, I watch once in a blue moon. But, I mean, but you have to watch it because that, that, that Queen soundtrack crushes it all the time. Yeah. And Connery's in it. And you can't, you know, a uh, Scotsman playing a Spaniard playing an Egyptian. <laughs> you got to see at least once in your life. Right? How do they pull it off? Well, let's go see it and find out. Exactly. <laughs> Don't lose your head. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Um, and then we have um, My Best Friend's Wedding is getting a 4K release. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that one's kind of... Eh. And then um, the next three are um, the animated movies. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Two. I'm I'm sorry. Because uh, these are out of order. Uh, Coraline is getting a 4K release. Okay. Um, Paranoiman is also getting a 4K release. And uh, that's, uh, that's the two animated movies. And then finally... Silent Running is getting a 4K release. Really? Yes. Okay. And this next one, I I've never heard of it, but just because of because of the title, I had to uh, uh, include this in the list because it was like, wow, what a title! It is Banshee. From the hero's party, I decided to live a quiet life in the countryside. The complete season series. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's an animated series, but I, I'm like, wow, what a title! I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> so long and annoying. I have to add it to the show. I need it. I need it. I need this in this show. So there you go. Uh, Doctor Who: The Power of uh, the Doctor, which is a Matt Smith. Uh, release is getting a release this week. Uh, Hogan's Heroes, the complete series, is getting a Blu-ray release for the first time. Oh. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Who knew the Holocaust could be so much fun? <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 yeah. Look, I love Hogan's Heroes. I'm not going to lie. I love that show. It was a great show. Yeah. I don't know if I have the ability to... I mean, let's face it. It's kind of ballsy to have a show set in... Um, World War Two and make it a comedy, like what five years after it's over. Well, it was definitely well, like more like it? twenty, but you know, twenty. Like it was the sixties that it came out in oh, World yeah, War Two right, ended so. in forty five. So yeah. let's face it, it was still an open wound. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, people still remembered. Right, it's like now making a comedy about nine eleven. <laughs> You're going, and that's in poor taste. It'll never work, and then everyone loves it. <laughs> Alright, what else you got? Uh then we have uh Reacher season one is coming out on Blu-ray. And that is it for releases of uh TVs and uh, movies and TV. Why why do I feel like I know Reach what I know Reacher? The Jack Reacher TV show. Thank you. Stacy just piped up. Yeah. Right. I'm like, oh okay, did you write with uh Jack uh, John Krasinski? No. Plays, no, no, it's not John. No, he plays uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, shit. Harrison Ford played him. Al Baldwin played him. Chris Pine played him. Um, Hunt for Red October. Patriot Games. What's the character's name? Jack Ryan. Yeah. Right. I'm thinking Jack Ryan, Jack Reacher, two completely different people. Yeah, Jack. Yeah. The Jack Reacher series is more like the book series because of uh, like you know instead of one guy. Yeah. yeah. Very muscular, that guy, yeah. Looks got... more like the guy in the book than Tom Cruise. Yes. Right. <laughs> okay. Hey, right, what else? All right, let's move on to video games. We have Wavetail, developed by Thunderful Development and published by Thunderful Publishing for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, SX, Switch, and PC. And that's coming out Tuesday the 12th. Then we have Crisis Core, the Final Fantasy VII Reunion. Developed and published by Square Enix for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, SX, Switch, and PC. And that's coming out Wednesday the 13th. Then we have High on Life. 
developed and published by Squash Games for the Xbox One, Xbox Series X and X, and PC. That's coming out Wednesday. Then we have Neon White, developed by Angel Matrix and published by Anna Purin Interactive for the PS4 and PS5. And that's coming out the Wednesday the 13th. Then we have Little Gator Game. Little, yeah, Little Gamer Game developed by Mega Wobble and published by Playtronic Friends for the Switch and PC. And that's coming out Thursday the 14th. Then we have The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt developed by CD Projekt Red and published by Warner Brothers Interactive for the PS5, Xbox Series, S, and X. And that's coming out Thursday the 14th. Also, just as a reminder, if you already own the game, it, there's a, it's a free upgrade. Okay. So I don't know if you own the game already or not, or if you've ever bought the game. And then we have uh, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt Complete Edition, developed by CG Project Red Saber and Interactive, and published by Warner Brothers for the intera- uh, Interactive, for the PS5, Series Xbox, Series S and X, Series, sorry, Xbox Series S and X and PC, and that's coming out Thursday the 14th as well. Is it, is it a physical release? Yeah. Huh. Like I'm, I'm now I'm kind of annoyed because I'm like, wonder well, how much is there a, a list price there, Ed? No, I do not have. I do not have a price. Right, You'd I'm have gonna... to go to um, GameStop's website. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> uh. Then we have Aka, developed by Cosmo Ghetto and published by Neowitz for the Switch and PC. It's coming out the uh, Friday the sixteenth. Then we have Blacktail, developed by Pass Right and published by Focus Entertainment for the PS5, Xbox Series, S and X and PC and that's coming out Friday the 5th I'm sorry, yes uh, no, Thursday the 50th, I'm sorry the dates got messed up there, so it's yeah, these are both Thursday, and finally for Friday the 16th, we have Resident Evil 7, Biohazard developed and published by Capcom for the Switch, and again that's coming out Friday the 16th and there you go kids Okay, hold on, I'm looking up, seeing what the price for Witcher 3 is. <laughs> because I, I want to do some shopping. Well, no, 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 the reason why I'm, I'm, I'm curious is because I knew that the update was coming, and that it's a free update, and I was like, you know what, I am going to buy myself a pre-owned copy of the Witcher 3, you know, complete edition, so that way when it comes out, on when the update comes out, it's a free update. Right. Yay. But now there's a part of me that's like, well... Wait, I didn't know that there was a physical edition. Like, because now part of me is like, well, maybe I want the, you know, the Witcher Wild Hunt Complete Edition for the, you know, PS4, PS5. You know, <laughs> like, how much is how much is, is the actual disc going to cost? Now I'm have to look it up because now I'm I'm curious because you did that to me, Ed. Uh, <laughs> uh, Funny enough, I don't see it at all. Not yet, anyway. Yeah, interesting. Because all I see is all the old PS4, Xbox One. Like, oh, The Witcher 3, Complete Wild, Complete Edition, pre-owned, only $15. Oh, look, pre-owned, just the standard Witcher Wild Home, not the Complete Edition, $8. <laughs> you know, like, all right. Well, let well. me look. I'm, I'm, I I do have a link here. I'm, I'm, I'm looking it up. It's through the... Uh... Um, um, Game Informer. That's where I get all my information. So you know, power, power to the players, power to the players, baby. <laughs> Kiss my ass. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the yeah. Well, that that yeah, apparently, 
It's the the release. It's a yeah. It says release dates. The well, the the Switch version came out in 2019. Well, yeah, yeah, that is true. And then December 14th, 2022, PlayStation Five, Series X, S and X, and PC. Huh. Industry mating mature. I don't know. Can you play that game? Are you, are you mature enough? I've played it. <laughs> I played it. I played it. It's a I really played game, it. Man. I played the game. I really actually, I think the, the game was really good. I love that game. Um, but are you mature enough for it? That's my question. That's not. It's when you get boobies and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The game has evolved. I think like in the second Witcher, <laughs> the people that you sleep with. I mean, again, you got to keep the mentality of the second one. I think it was the sec- first and second games. You would collect like if you slept with a character that was like one of like the list of people that you could sleep with. You got like a playing card. You'd be like, you're like, oh, like a like I gotta get them all <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> that's and that's why Sean's a completionist. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, that's the only reason why I blame The Witcher too. <laughs> the Witcher two is The Witcher three. Well, I know, but that's right. There's three oh, 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 oh. collectible card that you get for sleeping with a character is not in the third game, Ed. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> I think it's in the second one and the first one. Because oh. <laughs> it is a trilogy. <laughs> they were like, you know, he well, really knows like, it for a fat kids. He just doesn't. Wanna... <laughs> I, I'm, actually, I saw like a trailer of the new, like the the PS5 version. I'm like, it looks really good. I'm kind of like, I mean, I, it comes out on Thursday. <laughs> of course, the days that I, I go back to work, um, I couldn't happen on like my day off. Um, but I'm like, okay, well that gives me something to do. Fourteenth, yeah. it says. Well, let's see, and then I mean, I'm getting conflicting here. That's Tuesday or Wednesday. I think it's t- Wednesday. Either way, I am off that day. I might be able to try to. I might be able to do the upgrade of Witcher Three. There you go. I, I can delete my copy of God of War because, you know, finished it. Booyah. And then make some room for uh, Witcher 3. Yeah, all right. Sounds like a plan. There you go. All right. Anything else, Ed? That is it, sir. All right. We will try to do an abridged version of news because, you know, I still have some news articles from back when we were taking the breaks. Um, all right. So, uh, I don't... Well, we call it. Um, I mentioned the Game Awards were done. Uh, one of the things that was brought up, there was a new trailer for the Suicide Squad Kill the, Kill the Justice League. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you find out that uh, Batman's in the game and it is played by Kevin Conroy. Oh, wow. It's like the last thing he did before he passed away. All right. So there's that. That's going to be weird, I think, to, to hear that his voice... Right, you can hear his voice basically, and and then on top of that, it's like okay, well, it's Justice League. You, the Suicide Squad killed the Justice League, so are you gonna have to kill Batman because that's gonna hurt. <laughs> like, because at that point, I'm gonna be like, you know what? I think I'm gonna lose. Like, I'm just gonna be like, I can't, I I can't play the game anymore. <laughs> I don't want to be that. Like, that just they gotta go back and change something. They have to. <laughs> like, well, now they are. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they even at the end of the trailer, I think the teaser, because it's it's the uh, it's the Suicide Squad, and they're doing something, and then they uh, he shows up at the end, um, and he does like you can it's 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 faded. He's sta- he's Batman standing there, and he looks like he just murdered somebody because they're like cur- 
you know, Harley's like, oh, don't worry, Batman never kills anybody, and then a body falls on the ground, and, and Harley's like, are you okay, mister? Like, and then there's Batman, and, and uh, he hits something, but then it fades to black, and you hear Kevin Conroy do the, I am, Avenge- his, I am vengeance, I am night, I, and I'm like, oh, and then it just says, for Kevin, I was like, oh, thank you, Kevin, I was like, oh, no, like, <laughs> he's in the game, and and now he's going to have to either kick our asses or we're going to have to kick his ass. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's, so, it's, it's not going to be a winning moment at all. Not at all. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I'm like crying over <laughs> I got my ass kicked, but I'm okay with it. It's fine. I can't, I can't see, see the one. See, now, now like, I want a reaction video. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like people like where they react to like 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 trailers or whatever, you know, type of thing. Some re- react to movies and all. And they'll they'll put scenes in and they'll like where they what like they'll do the the split screen and all. You know, right. we'll have the we'll have the split screen if you'll see the PS Five game, <laughs> Batman talks, and you see your face. Right, a hundred people's faces crying. I know, I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> Oh my god, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm a horrible man. Let's move on. Alright, so I don't I don't you sent me this one and you're like nerd news and I'm like, I don't know, maybe it's a slow news day. I, really, it wasn't. It was actually some something weird. Something weird happened this week, um, but I'm going to bring it anyway. Fans react after Jeopardy contestants fail to identify a movie icon. Yeah, yes. Forgot all about this. Yes, actually, yeah. I mentioned the other day to my, to my family because like like they watch Jeopardy on a normal basis, and I'm like, did you see the episode? And my mom's like, no, I think I was out that day. We were out that day. We we didn't see it, and she's. I mean, Go did ahead. you did you actually read the article? Uh, I I read a, a article. I don't know if I read that article. Okay, well, do you know who it was they could not identify? Yes. Okay. Um, the person they couldn't identify was Gene Kelly. All right. Um, during the episode originally aired on December first, contestants Chris Paluto, Rob Lamana, and Jerry Zuli shopped a nation. After they could not identify a photo of Hollywood legend Gene Kelly. Okay, in all fairness, how old are these people looking at it? Like, I wouldn't, if you don't know who Gene Kelly is, you wouldn't be able to recognize him. And it's not, the last thing I think he was in was actually in Xanadu with, with Recon. Yeah. Olivia Newton-John. Yeah, because they were showing the picture with Olivia Newton-John and right, Gene Kelly together. Was- the category was actually remembering Olivia Newton-John, so it was a category for a thousand bucks. Of course, it's a thousand bucks. That's one of the harder questions. That's why no one can recognize Gene Kelly. You know, uh, the the question was Olivia called it an amazing experience working with dancing with this legend on Xanadu, which would be his last film. And they have the photo. It's Gene Kelly and Olivia Newton-John standing next to each other uh, at a press conference on September eighteenth, nineteen seventy nine. Now, I kind of see the thing. The thing I, is, is okay. Like if it was, if it was a pop culture show, like in like like it was all pop culture questions. 
I would see that. I would definitely see nobody could recognize Gene Kelly. You know, like, like David Because my, my first reaction would be the wrong the wrong person. I, I'd be I'd be close, but I wouldn't be I wouldn't be I'd be like, Oh, it's Fred Astaire. I'm like, no, nah, it's not the right one. No, it's the other guy. It's the other guy. It's the other guy that's not Fred Astaire. You know <laughs> But you, you go you go, well, Singing in the Rain was probably the most one of the most iconic movies of its time at the, at at that time. You it know, is it is on my list of like movies to purchase when it comes time to like if it ever drops to five bucks. That's that Xanadu is definitely when it gets put in the collection. Right. You know, and and I'm saying there's but there's it's like it's like the these people are they, they get they get the kind of subjects. They don't know maybe they won't know the, the answers, but they do like that's why like like some select some of them go because you, you go, how the fuck do they know like eighteenth century poetry or something like that? Like some ridiculous thing. And they're answering questions, you're going, How the fuck do you know this shit? Like there's there's some things that like some of these clues that you listen to Jeopardy and you're going, There's no way and I know that people have said, like, yeah, when they're on Jeopardy they're given subjects like they're, they're they're maybe the subject never got there, but they'll study some of them, and hopefully they get the right ones. You know what I'm saying? Like like there's a hodgepodge of stuff, and they they don't. It's not like they give them the the like here's all the clues. You know, just memorize them and all, and you hope for the best. Like they give them like like you know this subject or whatever. And so you're going to take that subject and learn everything you bet you can about it, and hope that. The, what you learn is going to be one of those clues, you know, like type of thing, like, you know, like, like it's just like, I, you know, you're like, the world is round and you're going, I, I hope, you know, the circumference of the world is blah, blah, blah. And you're like, I hope that's part of it. And then they, they, they do the world and you're like, that circumference never comes up. And you're going, son of a bitch, I learned that for nothing. <laughs> yeah, for the game, you know, because they, they, it's like, like, that's how they, that's how they, like, it's, it's, it's not only buzzer speed, but it's also like knowledge. And, like, some people do have those knowledges, you know, like, they've studied things and they've learned things. But some of them are just so ridiculous. So you're going, I'm sure, like, somebody said, like, Olivia Newton-John's going to be a subject, you know, like, type of thing. And you're going, nobody looked up Xanadu? <laughs> like, you know, like. Everyone knows she was in two movies with John Travolta. Yeah. And they all know that she's from Australia, physical, blah, blah, blah. But Xanadu, Gene Kelly's last movie. I mean, maybe if they were doing Gene Kelly trivia, maybe they probably would have known, but I, I just, a part of me just, well, I understand that, okay, it's shocking that some people might not recognize Gene Kelly, but I'm also not surprised by it either, because I'm like, well, if a person was born in 1980 and they never saw Xanadu, they don't know who Gene Kelly is. Maybe you've seen the clip of a guy doing Singing in the Rain, but you don't know his name. You know, unless someone goes, you know who that is? That's Gene Kelly. Woohoo! Not the front. You know who that guy is? Not Fred Astaire. Right. You know? But, yeah. but imagine if they did like a thing, you know, they were doing, you know, uh, um, I can't think, I have to think of something that would. But Elvis Presley's picture comes up. Like, everybody knew who he is, you know, like, type of thing. He's an icon, you know? They're all, like, they are icons, you know? And it's just like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not expecting, like, everybody knew Gene Kelly's life, but you're going. Oh, that's Gene Kelly. Like, you see a picture of his face, and you're going, oh, I know who that is. You know, I'm like, I might not know the name right off the top of my head, but I, I know. Dance with Jerry the Mouse. What? It's the guy who danced with Jerry the Mouse. Yeah. <laughs> that guy. They were dressed like little sellers, and, you know, he's dancing around. Here comes Jerry for, I don't even remember why he was even in the movie. And he's dancing, too. He's also dressed like a little, you know, his little mouse dressed like a sailor, and him and Gene Kelly are dancing together because... I guess they could at the time. The technology was there, but I was like, I don't. 
really remember I remember seeing that clip I don't remember what the context was it was just Jerry the mouse cartoon mouse dancing with Gene Kelly and back then that was like like mind-blowing technology you know like like you know like that like you know now it's like oh who framed Roger Rabbit or Cool World or whatever they're interacting with cartoons and human beings and you you're going oh it's nothing now but back then that was like holy crap you know like like it looks right. like he's really dancing with the, with the cherry in the mouse you know from from Tom and Jerry but yeah but it's just yeah. I don't know I, I to me it was to me it was funny because you're going like like it's like great I might not know the guy's name but I recognized him you know like they thing and like no like, like nobody you know, so it's just like <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's mad like john lennon nobody recognizes him you know like you know when we're old people and they're like you know john lennon you're like the fuck don't you know john lennon like he was an icon yeah. like you know he pro peace da 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 like did you know, a beatles you know like there's a shitload of stuff he was in you know <laughs> yeah but you be okay like uh, okay full disclosure stacy plays this game with the girls at work do you know this person yeah and it's like this like they have shirts um there's like a print shirt um i guarantee you she probably asked at least one of her new employees do you know who that is do you know any of their songs like she doesn't and she'll come <laughs> she'll tell me about a experience that she had with i had with autumn or with um rebecca i asked her if they knew this person and they didn't and i was shocked and i was like what do you mean you don't know that person I'm like, it's because it's not part of their lexicon of music anymore. You know, sooner or later, someone's going to be like, hey, look, have you ever heard of the Beatles? And someone's going to go, no, never heard of them. <laughs> and you're going to be like, wait, you never heard of the British Invasion? Oh, wait, that's them? Like, <laughs> I, there, there's going to be that moment. It's just going to be like, ugh. Like, I, it's like, yes, you've gotten to that point in your life when you're that old that people don't remember your icons. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who Gene Kelly is. So, what, what was that? I don't know who Gene Stacey Kelly is. Stacy just admitted she has no idea who Gene Kelly is, uh, and I'm surprised. Why would she know? Right, and I'm like I said, like, like it's it's not like you know, I'm not expecting like people know the the body of work or whatever. But I mean, everybody's seen like clips on like YouTube or Facebook or or whatever. She's seen the guy swinging around in the rain, right? And you're going, it's, and you go, it's Gene Kelly in the rain. I'm saying that's Gene Kelly, like. But she might not know that that's Gene Kelly, but she's probably seen that clip millions of times. I think it's in, like, fucking ads at this point. Right. Oh, like, oh, like, like we're doing something like, hey, welcome to the movies, and there's Gene Kelly. Right. I'm, and, I have no idea. Hold on for a second. Yes, yeah, so look up singing in the rain. I, no, oh. I'm just saying, I've never seen this man's face before. Right, she's like, I have never seen this man's face. And again, not surprised. Not at all surprised. I'm not even like, oh my God, how did... We're getting divorced. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's like, say, like, 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 I'm, I'm saying, like, pop culture, like, if it was a pop culture show or whatever, I would get that completely. Like, right. that makes sense to me so, so much. But you're going, this is Jeopardy. This is, this is the other level. Oh, right, it's, it's just—it's supposed to be the show for smart people, right? <laughs> you know, where there's questions asked, and you go, "I have no fucking clue." Like, I feel like an idiot every time I watch that, you know, type of thing. Like, yeah, I it's, love it's, it. I love it when it's like Kids Jeopardy, and I can, I can, I can, I can mop up tonight. Like, 
And that's the reason why they follow it up with Wheel of Fortune to make you feel like the smartest person on the planet. Exactly. You always get the answer for the people in the, in, in right. the, in the show. Right, exactly. You, you go through the wave of, oh my God, I'm a big fucking idiot, to, oh my God, I'm a genius. <laughs> I know how to spell. <laughs> it's, I know words. <laughs> yeah. No, there's no you in that, you idiot. Uh, <laughs> Like, it's boys don't cry, you fool. <laughs> Where's there a you in that, you dummy? <laughs> it's not toys don't cry. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> All right, so the, the really weird story that happened this week... Um, as you know, James Gunn and is now and somebody else. I'll I'll never forget the other guy's name because to me James Gunn's the big name in that right. duo. Uh, they're running DC now, the DC Entertainment part of Warner Brothers Discovery. Uh-huh. Now, because of that, they're making changes. There are certain things that are getting pulled off the drawing board, and they're they have to shake things up and try to reinvent. Not unfortunately, reinvent their entertainment wheel. Um, one of those things was Wonder Woman 3 apparently is not going to be made oh wow okay now but this is where it gets weird and I say weird is because uh, first it was uh, this is from the Hollywood Porter uh, Patty, J- Patty Jenkins Wonder Woman 3 not moving forward as DC movie hits turning point and this is an, an exclusive uh, new DC Studios heads James Gunn and Peter Safran are in the final stages of preparing their multi-year plan ahead of next week's pivotal presentation to Warner Brothers Discovery CEO David Zaslav. Uh, call it DC Rebirth or DC Genesis, maybe call it Identity Crisis or Flashpoint. These titles are the past DC comics, um, and clearing the slate is common when a new executive team is put in place to run a studio or division. There is likely little precedence for the amount of Clorox James Gunn and Peter Safran could spray that prepare the launch of DC Studios and guide superhero movies for the next half decade and beyond. Uh, the duo in recent days flew back to L.A. from a snowy city in Aspen, Colorado, where they huddled in deep planning and now, like, holy figured, blah, blah, blah. Uh, they're expected to meet with next week with David Zaslav, so that would be uh, technically, I think, this week. Um, and the pair will unveil a plan that's expected to lay out their vision. Although much of their plan, which Insider's Paint is still a work in progress, and one that has yet to be approved, is being kept in in the dark, basically. Um, just person's trying to be smart by saying, like, you kept deep in the Batcave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, multiple sources tell The Hollywood Reporter that Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman 3 is not moving forward and is considered dead in its current incarnation. Uh, sources say that Jenkins recently submitted her treatment, co-written by Jeff Johns, and that Gunn and Safran, as well as Warner Brothers, pitchers and co-chairs and co and CEO, basically everyone broke the news to the filmmaker telling her the project, as it stood, did not fit with the new but still unfolding plans. Okay, Jenkins directed and co-wrote the previous two movies starring Gal Gadot, released in 2017 and 2020. No decision has been making about next steps. You're like, oh, okay, well, that kind of sucks, right? Um, though while the costs are not factors, insiders say that DC Studios will not have any overburdened some financial restrictions. The studio could end up saving tens of millions of dollars by not making the third installment. 
Godot, according to sources, was on track for a $20 million payday for Wonder Woman 3, while Jenkins would have received $12 million. Those figures don't include any possible back-end bonuses. Uh, Warner's, of course, had no comment. Um, it's unclear how any future Wonder Woman movie and, Gal and Godot's portrayal of the hero would fit into the new DC plan. Uh, and a bit of a head-scratching timing, Godot treated, actually tweeted out the blue thank you, out of the blue thank you to the fans on Tuesday, saying she was grateful to be allowed to play the heroine and role modeling, adding, can't wait to share her next chapter with you. It was unclear whether or not the actress knew the project was being toe-tagged. Um, so, that happened, right? Right. And you're like, okay, well, that's what's, you know, it plans on... Shit happens. Now, they didn't say that, oh, we're scrapping your movie together. Apparently, the treatment that you had, that you wanted the story you wanted to tell, isn't fitting in with our plans. Right. Or what, we've, what we're trying to do. Um, apparently, now this is where it gets, uh, now according to Cinema Blend, apparently Wonder Woman 3's reported cancellation involved behind-the-scenes issue with Patty Jenkins herself. There were alleged differences over Wonder Woman 3 between Warner Brothers and Patty Jenkins. Uh, as if Batgirl's being scrapped wasn't already big enough DC shakeup, Wonder Woman 3 has reportedly been canceled. It was among numerous items concerning where we stand with the future of DC media projects that DC Studios' James Gunn later responded to on social media. However, as far as Wonder Woman 3 is concerned, apparently its collapse involved behind-the-scenes issue with Patty Jenkins, the filmmaker behind the two Wonder Woman movies. After solely directing 2017 and 2020's Wonder Woman and co-written the script with Jeff Johns and David Callahan, Jenkins had once again intended to put pen and paper to Wonder Woman 3 and reportedly turned out a treatment to Warner Brothers, like I said. However, both Deadline and The Wrap reported that studio heads, now this is studio heads, Michael DeLuca and Pam Abdi were not impressed with the three-pole treatment, which the former publication specifically saying that the pitch had character arc problems which rivaled that of Wonder Woman's 1984. Huh. Okay, so now, it's got nothing to do with James Gunn and the other guy. This is the two other people. They're just like the treatment. Now, I heard from somebody that doesn't say in here what it what the problem was, but apparently, now, take this for a grain of salt because the person who told me is my coworker, and he said he it was like a, a third-hand article. They were saying that the part that was going to happen was that Wonder Woman was going, that Steve Trevor was going to come back for a third time, by the way. Uh -huh. He was going to come back thanks to a Lazarus pit. Okay. Okay, well, I have problems with this. I was like, at first I was like, he said, when my coworker, Chris, he was like, this is the reason why they're scrapping it. And I was like, oh, well, thank God, that sounds like it's going to suck. Because you just spent all the second movie of her basically roofing some stranger that now looks like Steve Trevor. She has sex with a random stranger, you know, and then finds a way to move on without him. Like, <laughs> and then you're going to have him come back in the third. You're going to have her put him in a Lazarus pit and bring him back from the dead. Like, doesn't that kind of counteract what happened in the second movie? Especially if you know, couldn't you have just done that in the first movie? Huh. Well, the second movie, technically. Right. My problem with bringing Steve Trevor back is you could have had... The simplest way to do that would have been what they did in the TV show. 
just make that actor the great grandson of the previous version of Steve Trevor. <laughs> Makes sense. It does, but it's just like it, to me that was always creepy. <laughs> making making like Steve Trevor's grandson. But... Well, yeah, I mean, if you look at like the the TV show, the first season was set in uh, World War Two. Yeah, and, and season two was modern day Wonder Woman with the same actor as Steve Trevor, and they basically wrote it off as, well, this is his grandson or great grandson who's also in the army, and she's working with him. The two of them are never romantically linked in any way in the TV show by by itself. But when you get to the movies, you could have you know the first movie, she's fine, she's romantically linked with Tre- Steve Trevor, and in the second movie. What 50, 60 years later, she's still pining over him to the part where she makes a wish and some random dude turns into him and she hooks up with that guy. And yet by the end of the movie, he's got no recollection of it. So he was roofied. Right. You know, and no one, everyone doesn't really want to look at it that way, but that's the truth. It's magic. No, it's date rape. You know? <laughs> Is it date rape, really? You know, if it's if it's a guy versus a girl. I'm gonna say, listen, he had no. The guy that turned into Steve Trevor did not consent to be with that woman. Therefore, that is unconsensual sex that she might have had with Steve Trevor, not Steve Trevor. Right. Then, by the end of the movie. You know, when Steve Trevor, when she reverses the wish, that dude reverts back to his old self. First of all, wearing clothes he probably never would have worn. And then second, no recollection of ever meeting Wonder Woman, let alone having the... He black... What was he doing? Where was he? Did he just all of a sudden just wake up and miss like three weeks worth of time? Like that would... I mean, going to a doctor's office going, just make sure I don't have a fucking brain aneurysm or something. Like, what happened to that dude? He got basically he slept with a with Wonder Woman and has no memory of it. Well, gonna, it was it was it, it's kind of rapey. It, it is. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I mean, it wasn't really. I mean, you know. Well, I mean, I, I guess if you don't remember, but you go if you got the picture going. Wait, I did her. All right. No, it never works that way. No, no, it does. <laughs> he's gonna wake up in the middle of the night feeling like, oh my god, I've lost all this time. I mean, the trauma. I think it was a day. I mean, you're making it like, like it's been like six months. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I been fourteen years. Like, he lost. And <laughs> if you just suddenly out of nowhere woke up and it was like three days later, you'd be like, what the fuck happened to me? You I think know, it was. I think it was. I think it was like like one night. I mean, I, you're making no, this making yeah. this longer and longer. You watch. You rewatch nineteen Wonder Woman nineteen. No, uh, it's not one night. Like, oh, I got so drunk and passed out. I had no idea what happened. They were. He was. That guy was gone for at least a week. At least it wasn't it, a week. What? It wasn't a week. I'm not. I'm telling you, it was, it was, you watch it. You watch. I'm gonna be watching. I'm gonna. Have, I'm telling you. He went to bed one day and then woke up a, a few days later. That would freak anybody out. You'd be like, oh, my God, what happened to his job? It's not like he was on vacation. It's not like he just magically took PTO time. He had a job to come through the next day. He had no idea. Next you know, wham, bam, Bob's your uncle. Next thing you know, you got Wonder Woman sitting on your lap going, hey, tie me up at your lasso of truth. And he's like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> 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 And not remember it? 
I'd be pissed. I'm <laughs> confused. And checking myself for, like, making sure I don't have any, like, you know, cancer or tumors in my brain because all of a sudden I lost a few days of my life and I have no idea what happened. I'd be panicking. <laughs> and she's just walking around going, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, you were someone completely different. I saw someone completely, the whole world saw you as someone completely different when I was standing next to you. <laughs> and, and you even see the guy at the end of the movie and she sees the guy and he sees her and he's like, you look kind of familiar, but I'm not really sure. And she just kind of smiles and keeps walking. You're going, dude, you diddled him without his consent. <laughs> anyway, but, but they could have made it that whole storyline by just making it be Steve Trevor's like grandson and her not be romantically or maybe be conflicted with being wanting to be romantically linked with a guy who spawned from another person. Is it weird? Yeah, but you probably can get a lot of less creepier than what actually transpired. But, you know, yeah. but in the third movie, you're going to have like, oh, we're going to bring Street Steve Trevor back and dump him in a Lazarus pit. How are you going to explain a Lazarus pit when it has not even been introduced in this version of the justice in in this version of dc right so you're gonna have to i mean you can maybe it's not called the lazarus pit but everybody who's a dc comic book fan would go oh that is a lazarus pit are they gonna you know and it makes you go like oh they're gonna bring in a racial goal or what you know you can have fun with that after that but you're gonna dig up a guy who died in the 20s 30s when was world war one <laughs> like and then you're just going to dump his, the, the teens. Right. You're going to then dump his his ashy bones into a pool of water and be like, wham, bam, Bob's your uncle, human again. <laughs> it, it just, <sighs> like when I heard that, I was like, oh, thank God they canned it. Like, come back with something. It's like you, you don't need Steve. Like, look, I get it. If you really like to work with if Patty, if you really like working with Chris Pine, sure. He's probably a doll to work with and seems very charming. Maybe you should have thought of that before you killed off his character in the first fucking movie. <laughs> you know, not for nothing. <laughs> so, but then here's here's where it gets weak. Like I said, to go back to the story, after Michael and Pam allegedly gave Patty Jenkins notes on our Wonder Woman 3 pitch, Jenkins refused to implement them, arguing that there wasn't anything about her creative vision that needed to be improved. Although Jenkins was given the opportunity to pitch a different treatment for the next Wonder Woman movie, she decided to leave the project, not even wanting to hear what DC Studios co-chairman and now new James Gunn and Peter, Peter Safran had to say on the matter, even though they had nothing to do with the decision to send back the treatment in the first place. So she just basically, well, you don't like my fucking idea? Well, fuck you guys, I'm out. And the two guys who are now in charge are going, but we, maybe we could have figured something out. <laughs> so as where things currently stand, Gal Gadot is still attached as Wonder Woman, but she's been, but she's been playing, who she's been playing since Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. There is the possibility that Gal Gadot will stick with the role, as she might have indicated in a social media post a few days later. Um, on the other hand, considering how closely she and Patty Jenkins work together, there's also a scenario where Godot walks away from Wonder Woman. Either way, right now the character's film future is up in the air, although allegedly Godot is camoing in the Flash next year. Surprise. <laughs> um, while the first Wonder Woman movie was a critical and commercial success, pulling in over 180, 
$122 million worldwide and ranking at 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wonder Woman 1984 didn't impress on either front. Uh, granted, the COVID-19 pandemic resulted in the movie being delayed multiple times. When it did open in theaters, it was released simultaneously on HBO Max subscribers. So box office-wise, the second movie only made $169 million worldwide and is met with a, mi- a mixed critical reception earning 58% tomato meter. <laughs> Just fun facts. Huh. Uh, so... I there's that's that article man let's see well I mean you know I was saying I I don't know I just I, I mean I mean I guess I guess Patty Jenkins had enough because like you got you figure you figure like before like all when when you know Discovery bought Warner Brothers or Merge or whatever you want to call it um you know like I'm sure she got a lot of crappy notes like and she's probably like, I'm done with this process because, like, it's like, you know, I'm trying to make a film and nobody wants to listen to my ideas. You know, they just kind of want to go, well, let's add this or let's do this or, you know, like type of thing. And you're going, you kind of almost have to, like, bend to their wishes a little bit. And it's just kind of stupid. And you're just kind of, you know, irritated. So, I mean, like, probably she's just like, wait, you don't like this at all? Like, fuck you. And then it's just like, you know, I'm not even going to read the notes, you know, because it's like, you know, you're not even giving it a shot, you know, type of thing. And then, of course, like, James Gunn's like, uh, we didn't look at it yet. You know, <laughs> maybe we can salvage something. You know. Well, Ed, um, I'm, I'm, so I have another article. Okay. <laughs> it gets a little weirder. This is from um, the Daily Beast, by the way. So I don't know. Um, so, according to insiders who spoke to the rap, Jenkins quit the project when studio execs told her they didn't like her initial treatment and requested requested that she takes the film in a different direction, right? Mm-hmm. Again, she responded that the execs were wrong and didn't understand her, didn't understand the character, didn't understand character arcs, and didn't understand what Jenkins was trying to do. Uh, the rap reported she even reportedly sent execs a link to the Wikipedia definition of character arc. <laughs> the impasse ended with Jenkins walking away altogether, leaving the project's future unclear. So it wasn't even just like, you know what, we just, it, some, it's just not vibing, right? It, we're just not, you know, we're not feeling it. How about we try something else, go back, and, and, and maybe we can work something out. She's like, no, fuck you, I'm out of you. You know what characters are. In fact, I'm going to email you a definition of character, and you kiss my ass, I'm out. Huh. <laughs> and everyone's kind of left going like, what? what? Like, why? Now, apparently, I, I know, because I was... I was like, oh, well, Wonder Woman 3 is not... I, when, when I heard about Wonder Woman 3 being canceled, I was like, well, it makes sense. You know, there's new people in. You kind of have to wash the slate clean a little bit, and some stuff might fall to the wayside. That doesn't mean that she's not going to be Wonder Woman anymore. It just means that that movie is going to get scrapped, and they'll probably start somewhere else. They didn't even really start the movie yet. Right. So it's not like they're losing any money. So it's like, well, maybe we'll just figure something out. And then all of a sudden, these articles are popping out that she, you know, Jenkins not only walked away, but then she said, like, you guys just don't know what fucking character arcs are. And then here's the link so you can read it. And then you're hearing the character arc was that basically she was going to dump, possibly dump Steve Trevor's body into a Lazarus pit and bring him back from the dead. What would that, because you can't still get over your old boyfriend? <laughs> like, you know, and then... You know, and it's like the people are going, but we, we, we just wanted a new treatment. But apparently, another article that I read that, you know, back in the beginning of 
with Wonder Woman, um, the first one, obviously Snack Snyder and Patty Jenkins sat down to kind of hack things out to figure out where they were going to go with the character, and then she went well, did her own thing. Wonder Woman eighty four was completely was supposed to be like a hundred percent her own thing. In fact, that at some point there was an art in the article that Gail that Gail mentioned that Patty's like a pit bull when it came to wanting to get things done her way. You know, so I feel like this might be one of those cases again where it's like she's like kicks in the door, like, What do you mean? Like this is my treatment and they're going, Yeah, well we don't technically like with it. I mean, can you figure something else out? And she's like, No, fuck you, this is the movie, bitches. If you don't want it, I'm out Oh, hi. And then someone just kinda of being like well, after she slams the door behind her, people going, You know, we own the rights to Wonder Woman, right? Not her. Like, <laughs> like do we re- I mean, I understand that, yes, you'd want, I mean, in today's world where representation matters, I do feel like if you're going to make a woman about Wonder Woman, having a woman director or a woman writer makes sense, you know, so, but it's not like she's the only woman in Hollywood, right. you know, like you could probably find somebody else that's going to do the job just as well, if maybe not better, I'm sure somebody's got an idea. Like, the last thing you really want something to do is you find out that, like, I don't know, somebody else is writing a treatment and it winds up being a guy. Like, you know, I'm going to, just for comedic purposes, Tim Burton's Wonder Woman. You know? <laughs> like. That's the thing. That's the thing that always makes me laugh. It's just like, you know, I mean, I understand what you're saying and I get it and all. But it's just like. You know, like like men can write women characters, and and it's done in the past, and it, you know, and it's you know, and it can be done in the future, you know. And I mean, I get it. You know, like like you know, a woman should write a woman's character it makes sense. You know, like type of thing. But if it's a crappy, like I mean, like after 1984, I'm going, I, I you know, if I was Warner Brothers, even a bean counter would be like, does she know what she's doing? Like you know, like 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 like. Did we get the right girl for this? Did we get the right woman? Like, is there, and then you know, like saying you said, there's other women out there. You're going, can we find somebody else? And it's just like, and it's just like maybe it's the best person for the job. You know, it's just like so maybe James Gunn hires a guy to do it this time, and you know, and not because you know a woman can't do it. You know, I'm sure a woman can do it. Just got to find the right one. You know, type of thing. And I, like I said, after 1984, I'm going. I don't know why they think they, she's good, you know, because that was just terrible. Because it just was all over the place, and then and you go back to the other one, you're going. Like the first one, the first Wonder Woman was really, really good movie. I, I yeah, and then I'm like, it, it was it good, and I'm like, no, I watch it. I'm like, yeah, no, it was good, it was. But you're going, was that just like a one hit wonder? And you know, and you're, and you're going, and I'm like, like she's like she sends a thing link for a character arc, but she understands the character, like. Like, you know, it's like, it's like, oh, well, this, this artist or this writer wrote this part about her or this, you know, origin story of Wonder Woman was from this part, but we'll use it all. You know, like you're going, you know, does she fly or does she have an individual jet? We'll put them both in. (laughs) We're going to give her an invisible jet, but then we're also going to make her be able to jump really really hard fast and so kind of she's like, gonna like, swing on lightning bolts you know right. and you're going wait what is that a yeah. thing it's gonna look cool everybody's gonna love it you're, you're just gonna love it we're gonna put in the trailer and guys are gonna lose their minds you know girls are gonna like go oh my god she's a powerful woman blah 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 and you're going 
and then you see it and put it all together in context it's like the they look good in the trailer and you're going because they didn't show the jet part of it and then you're going wait they're doing both right this is dumb like you know <laughs> pick one and stick with it you know like stick to your guns right it's like they wanted to throw it in there as like a nod, like, oh, look, she's got the invisible plane, but no, swing it from lightning bolts. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and I'm going to, I do have one more article. Okay. Was, um, this one's kind of a bummer. This one pisses me off, really pisses me off more. It's like, because of the new regime, certain movies have to get scrapped. And we talked about Wonder Woman 3, and Possibly Superman 2 is not going to be in the works, though, but Henry Cavill is still supposed to be su- Superman. So, like, again, going back, Gal could have still been Wonder Woman, you know, just under a different kind of universe type thing. However, because of the cancellation of Batgirl and, and everything about Michael Keaton up in the air and the, all that stuff, mm. something did get thrown by the wayside that pisses me off to no end. This is from IGN. Apparently, a Michael Keaton Batman Beyond movie was in the works at one point. <laughs> I, <sighs> it's so angry. I, I, I'm going to say this right away, and you, this is where the disagreement. Thank goodness, but go ahead. <laughs> All right, so the, uh, what do you call it? And a new report says Michael Keaton was being eyed for Bruce Wayne again before a Batman Beyond movie. According to the Hollywood Reporter's Heat Vision newsletter, plans were in motion for a Batman Beyond movie after Keaton's appearance in the upcoming Flash movie. Christina Hodson, who wrote Flash and Batgirl, apparently pitched a Batman Beyond idea, which had executives excited. Hodson began to work on the script, but following Gunn and Saffron coming on to lead, D- to lead DC, was told to stop working on the project. Uh, sources say that with Keaton as an older Bruce Wayne, the project would have featured a romance between his Batman and Catwoman, possibly Michelle Pfeiffer's version of the character. All this is to confirm further that whatever DC project was in development prior to Gunn and Saffron's arrival is now effectively on hold until to figure out their plans for DC. Uh, Man of Steel 2 with Henry Cavill is reported, po- reported on hold. Wonder Woman 3 is said to be dead after Patty Derrick Jenkins refused to rewrite her story for the third movie with Gal Gadot. Uh, Gunn issued a public statement on Twitter saying these reports are are varying degrees of true, not true, half true, and not yet true or untrue, depending on their plans. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That's such a typical James Gunn response. (laughs) I'm not even surprised he said that. Um, he, uh, what do you call it? But Gunn and Saffron seemed intent to take in the reins of DC, even if that means leaving behind promising projects for before their time. Uh, so yeah, I guess, uh, we could have had a Batman Beyond movie with, um, uh, Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne. I, I mean, I get, I get why you're pissed off about it, but I totally say you shouldn't be. Um, and I'm, I'm going I'm to put it this way. Um, Due due to the last few years of DC movies, do you really think a Batman Beyond movie would have been any good with Michael Keaton? I think Michael Keaton would have been a good choice for Old Man Wayne, you know, for the for the Batman Beyond movie. You know, it makes sense. You right. know, there was a lot of actors. I mean, we we're talking. I think we were talking about was it Josh Josh Brolin or something like that at one point. 
right being it and that we that made sense and da, da, da. but it's just like you're right like michael keaton that made that would be awesome to see you know like i think but you're going if they scrap batgirl there's no wonder woman three you know like like the last couple of movies were eh, at best you know some of them were good oh that was pretty good you know that one wasn't you know like i think it was like hit and miss type of thing and you know they just keep throwing shit at you, and you're going think because I say we're still we're still in a flash movie, and I'm like my hopes are right low, like very I don't have any high hopes for this movie at all. Like I'm gonna go in, and I'm like, you know, I know my wife's going to really need to see this one. And I'm like, yeah, I need to see this train wreck and show content. <laughs> right, I need to see this one glorious, you know, IMAX theater. <laughs> I, it's like I might I might spin extra and give the IMAX the shaky theater experience right. for this. See, yeah. I I understand like you know the way things are going, but my feelings about it is if you get one out there that leads to the possibility of making a second one, and that second one could be even better than the first one. Could also be crap. I mean, you can go from Batman Forever to Batman and Robin, right? You know? But you could, but there's also a possibility of being like, you know, um, I'm trying to think, a Godfather, Godfather 2, to kind of give an opposite comparison. I believe the second one is superior to the first one. Right. And and, and, and I can see it. I get that. But you're going, you're going, they're going to cut the budget. They're not going to, you're not going to have a futuristic city. You know, like, like a lot of it's just going to look like crap. It's going to be all well, super CGI. I guess, I guess I'm like looking at it going, well, if we're talking about Batman from the 80s, this is futuristic to him. Right. So, I mean, you, you could make a modern, but I mean, in order for it to be Batman Beyond, you have to be, I would say, well, like another 50 years from now. Right. You know, um, at least. Like the know. like the, the, the goth Gotham is pretty much almost out of the picture, you know, for the most part. You're not you're not gonna have those 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 set designs. It's gonna be more of a diviner. There is gonna be a few buildings there that are gonna be remnants of that age or that time um in there. But you're you're it's gonna be few and far between. It's gonna be more modern technology or, or you know, futuristic looking technology. So it's it's gonna be a bigger budget film than I, I feel that you know, if, if especially the movie that we want in our heads, to, for DC to you know for Warner Brothers to produce and, and DC to put out, as it's it's going to be have to be a lot better than than what they're going to give us, and and we're not it's not going to deliver. It's just it's not. There's going to be so many faults to it. I mean, the only the only thing only thing going to be good is Michael Keaton being old man Wayne in the film. Like the rest of it is going to be like garbage, and you're going, yeah, I I've, I had high hopes for this. And they destroyed it even, you know, they, they tied Michael Keaton's hands in a lot of decisions in this movie. Yeah. I guess, like I said, you could have, you know, I, I think the more interesting, who would he gotten be more, um, what do you call it, the kid, Tim? Like, who would they gotten to be him? I think, know, I think you get nobody. You get, you get some fresh-faced kid, <clears throat> and he's going to be the next big star, you know, like kind of a thing. Well, you know the yeah. the perfect perfect person if you really if you really want to throw somebody out there would be uh, uh, um, fuck. Right, I'm going to tell you who's Sean, and I can't remember his name. <laughs> Mark Lucas. No, it's it's the guy who first played Spider Man. Uh, Tom Holland. Tom Holland. I look look. I as much like Tom Holland as much as everybody as anybody else, but he can't be everybody. He just can't. 
that makes it too yeah that kind of muddies the water a little bit um you need somebody because i'll be honest i don't think i like tom holland as an actor i just don't think he has that hard edge as mcginnis should have you need somebody a little bit more gruffer you know somebody who looks like you know he's been in a bunch of fights tom's too pretty just get a baseball yeah. bat and take care of it. You know? <laughs> no, no, I was actually thinking, because um, we were talking, I'm like, okay, well, who who, who would I pick? Um, um, the kid from the Maze Runner. You remember that movie? Yeah. That trilogy, um, Logan Lerner, I think his name is. Percy Jackson. Right. You played Percy Jackson? Yeah. I think he probably would have been a good choice. Yeah. Uh, you know. Percy Jackson, uh, come on. Yeah, Logan Lerman. I think he probably could have done a good one, or um, I don't think he was in. I don't think he was in the other movie. Uh, he's in Hunters, by the way, the TV on um, on Prime. Amazon, they're coming out with a sequel, by the way. Okay. Um, yeah, they're, 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 it's actually two seasons. Um, they actually have Adolf Hitler in this one. <laughs> Old Man Hitler. <laughs> uh, let's see, uh, Maze Runner. I think Maze Runner. I don't think it's Maze Runner. Uh, I think it's Dylan O'Brien. Yeah, Dylan O'Brien, the kid who played Thomas. Okay. Or, or Will Poulter, um, the guy who's playing in, um, in Guardians of the Galaxy Three. He's the, um, the the Adam Warlock. Oh, all right, all right. He's he's you know. He maybe he possibly be probably good. I don't know. I'm like looking at like. Well, it's insane. Like, like to me, because like I think, like I said with Tom Holland, it was just because the the reason why I'm thinking of him is because I I think I mentioned to you this a while ago. Um, Hold on, I gotta I gotta push pause there for a second, Ed. All right, I, I sorry to interrupt you, but it just dawned me you want Spider Man and the Vulture to be in another movie together. <laughs> They worked well in that one. Why not? <laughs> oh, like I just thought of it. Like, can we have Michael Keaton? and we have Tom Holland? We can't. We we seen that movie. It was. Just... <laughs> it was a hit. I mean, Made Tom Holland a star. I tell you. Like you know, look at Tom Holland and you know, have like a Spider-Man Vulture like you know buddy cop film. Sure, I'll be into that. I just don't. Well, the the only the only reason I mentioned is because I think I mentioned this a while ago. I saw I saw a video online, uh, you know, on YouTube, and they were talking about Batman Beyond Tomorrow. I think it was Sci Fi uh, talking about it, and it's like you know, if you're a Spider Man fan, this would be a movie. This this series would be good for you because it's kind of like a futuristic Batman Spider Man kind of thing. It's a kid. That's, you know, like has these like, you know, like in these abilities and stuff. And and then there's a it's a little different because it's now he has a mentor that that can, you right. know, teach him. Okay. Okay. okay, hold on. I will trade you. I will give you Tom Holland's Batman. But I mean, uh, you know, T- Terry McGinnis. But we got we got to change Keaton's Batman. Um, I would either go. I would. I Pardon me. Once they give Clooney another shot at it. But a part of me is like, what about Kurt Russell? Kurt Russell's old man Wayne. Yeah, Kurt yeah. Russell's old man Wayne. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you, DC. I don't want to do the movie. I'm out. Stacy just brought up. Have you seen the Umbrella Academy? 
No, I, I know about it, but I've, I've never seen it. Idiot. I forget his name, but he plays the kid. He plays the kid who's still stuck. In, old man guy stuck in young boy body. I'm going to try to get the character's name so that way we can have him as a reference point. Um, Umbrella Academy. Kurt you, Russell? Uh, he's number one. Um, but his name, the actor's name is... Uh, 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 Aiden, Aiden Gallagher. He's number five. Okay. Um, he's actually, honestly, his attitude fits more of a Damian Wayne than it does a, a, a Terry McGinnis, but I can see, you know, I can go, like, all right, I can see him. He's very funny in that show. He's, 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 he's a, yeah, Stacey said he's the perfect age to be a Terry McGinnis, and I'm like, all right, I can see that, sure. But you, you would have to see the Umbrella Academy to understand why he would be a good fit as, as Terry. Right. But we're talking about old man Wayne, and I still think Kurt Russell. You pull Tom Holland, Kurt Russell. <laughs> nah, I, I just can't see. I can't see Kurt Russell playing like an old age man that you know, like is kind of gruff and you know, dark. I, I just Kurt Russell's not dark enough for me. It's like you know, he doesn't. He can't pull that off. You know. <laughs> all right, all right. So we got to think of. Uh, old established act. Uh, you can't do. Uh, it's a shame Bruce Willis is out of the game. Yeah, yeah. That that. See, there you go. That's good casting. Bruce Willis is old man Bruce Wayne. Yep, that would that would have made sense. <laughs> and Tom Holland, Bruce Wayne, and Tom Holland are the couple you didn't know you needed. Old man <laughs> Bruce Wayne and young Terry McGinnis in Batman Beyond. <laughs> it works. It works. Sure. <laughs> we only hear we hear audible gasp out of Stacy's in the background. Sylvester Stallone is old man Bruce Wayne. <laughs> she she didn't say anything. She just gave me the finger. <laughs> You remember when I was Batman? You guys wear the suit, kid. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger is old man Wayne. Yeah, you can't have him because he's already established himself as as you can't get. It. He's already he's already established himself as I you know Victor Freeze and like, leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> I am Batman. I am Bruce Wayne. Um, go, you know what really stirred up? Idris Alba is old man Bruce Wayne. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. He can do anything. He can pull off old white man. <laughs> <laughs> He's got white face on. Right. No, he was making, you know, in this universe, Bruce Bat- Batman was an African American gentleman, and, you know, he was beast. Play by Idris Elba. I'd buy that. <laughs> the, the ultimate one, Percy's not with us anymore, would be Adam West. I think he would be <laughs> the... Adam West. <laughs> Adam West and Tom Holland. You don't understand. I'm the bright knight. You could be the dark knight. <laughs> Everybody go gruff old actors. I mean, it depends on how old you want to go because I still think. Um, we call it Clint Eastwood would have been good, a good choice. Oh, okay, yeah, he would. He would be. He'd be great in those old man Wayne. 
Right. He because he, <laughs> he'd be crazy, Terry McGinnis. <laughs> he's played enough grumpy old men. <laughs> I would do. Okay, here we go. If I had to cast this in like the eighties or nineties, here's my here's my duo. Ready? You're gonna it's gonna kill you. You have Clint Eastwood as Old Man Wayne, right? Mm-hmm. Back then, Tom Cruise. <laughs> Seventeen. <laughs> We're talking eighties and nineties. He was still young. He could have pulled it off. I think. I think no, I can't. I think Tom Cruise could pull it off today. <laughs> Tom Cruise thinks he could pull it off, but he wouldn't be able to. I'm telling, like, like if it was done in like in the late eighties, early nineties, when you know the height of Tom Cruise being like Tom Cruisey. Yeah. <laughs> you know, before, before we, we knew he was nuts, right? Like you know, like back. I mean, I mean, he did a really good job at interview with vampires. So you get that, you get that version of Tom Cruise, not that, <laughs> not that guy. I mean, Maverick is really good though. I mean, you know, but again, we're talking old Tom Cruise. But <laughs> Clint Eastwood, and Tom Cruise is Batman Beyond. They're perfect. It would have worked. <laughs> That's all I got. Let everybody really sleep on that one. Sleep on that one. Clint Eastwood is Old Man Wayne with Tom Cruise as Terry McGinnis. Hot shot Batman. He's got this hot temper. Goes in, guns blazing, never really thinks about it. Then turns, you know, and Clint Eastwood just grabbed by the scruff of the neck, going, You gotta get over here. <laughs> you have to ask yourself a question Did I throw three three batarangs or four? I don't know. And all the excitement, I kind of lost count. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's like, I see it in your hand. You gotta ask yourself a question Do you feel lucky, Joker? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Terry and Tom Cruise I got the need the need for justice <laughs> oh Terry we made a billion dollars and what if it would have billion with a B what if it's a freaking billion dollar movie <sighs> kids slip on that one you're welcome I mean you could really see Tom Cruise was batshit nuts right <laughs> <laughs> Alright, there you have it folks uh, Thanks for listening uh, You listen to Geeksters here on Geeksters Radio Surprise <laughs> Alright, well um, If you haven't already done so Go to our Facebook page Geeksters Radio and give us a like Follow us on Twitter at Geeksters Or you can also contact Ed on just about anything Contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Where you can contact Sean with your picks for Batman Beyond characters at Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. It's S-H-A-W-N. Excelsior. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, yeah, though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. <laughs> <laughs>